The realest podcast ever. The realest podcast ever. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. Y'all used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. Y'all used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. The realest podcast ever. The realest podcast ever. The realest podcast ever. The realest podcast ever. What up, what up? We back, Realest Podcast Ever, episode 139. Can I get a fact check on that? That don't, I just wrote that. I didn't cross-reference. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't cross-reference that with anything. <laughs> I'm pointing at it like, nigga. It's like, nigga, you wrote it. Like, that, does, that means nothing. Is it 139? 139? 139. Yeah. Rose Podcast Ever, episode 139. Today's show is sponsored by Beard Etiquette Co. Yes, I got some conditioner. I was, the great part about this is I ran out yesterday, <laughs> and I was going to Target when I lived here. Yeah, and now- I'm in here setting shit up. Max, like, what's all this stuff? Yo. I'm like, man, sponsorship, baby. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we put our money where our mouth is. Black-owned business, locally based here in the Philadelphia area. Beard Etiquette Co. Make sure y'all follow them on Instagram at beardetiquette.co. Everything spelled correctly. No uh, misspellings or anything like that. Uh, we'll get into some testimonials and crack some products and all of that later. But uh, Yes, this washing conditioner I'm actually hyped to use. It, it looks amazing. It, it smells good. It looks amazing, man. Shout out to... Uh, Shout out to Dez Shout out to uh, Dia The owners of the company And I get to save my little $18 Yeah And uh, they're, they're, uh, they're doing what's called A marketing campaign They're they're doing more than one show So uh, if you want to advertise with TRPE Make sure y'all get y'all can DM, DM us on Instagram At official TRPE Or y'all can hit the email Official TRPE at gmail.com uh, Shout out to our YouTube nation Shout out to everybody on Patreon Patreon has been an overwhelming success The first week, yes. man uh, About 80 subscribers in so far on Patreon on our way to a thousand. That's the goal. That's the goal. So uh, shout out to uploading more and more content. Yeah, shout out to everybody on Patreon. We got one piece of content out for y'all last week. There'll be another one uh, tomorrow. Uh, pro- hopefully another one before weeks end and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. We're gonna continue to scale, build the Patreon, and uh, get everybody up to speed on that. Um, YouTube, follow us on YouTube. Y'all can just search TRPE, Rose Podcast Ever Pop Up. Hit the subscribe, hit the bell. Make sure y'all on there. And then we're also available um, shortly after our YouTube drop on NGTV, Amazon Fire Stick, and Roku TV, soon to be Apple TV when they stop playing and approve the United Means. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm saying. Scaling a media company is crazy. It's a lot of fucking work, man. Yeah. Like, we're down to do it, but <laughs> every day it's like, oh, shit, I got more shit to do. Like, literally yesterday, I took, like, 10 uh, sponsor calls just, like, over the weekend. Yeah. Like, like just various people, people that's got startup companies, people that, you know, support the show. Uh, my homegirl in uh, Miami, uh, somebody that i known for, like, literally half my life, went to college with her. Her and her uh, husband are uh, starting a new company. They're going to be working with us soon. Another uh, clothing company sent us, oh, we got free shit coming. We got free shit coming. 
coming next week too. Yeah, with our guests coming. Yeah, so we are we got free stuff coming. Uh, so they uh signed up. So man, like again, if y'all want to uh sponsor the show, man, official trpe at gmail.com or DM us on IG at official trpe. I'm just hoarding all the free shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be draped up and dripped out this summer. I'm sorry, I'm not spending money on nothing. I got all kinds of free promo shit. clothes is the best shit yeah. ever. So uh. Starting off today's Monday, uh, it's March eighth already. Holy shit, we already about twenty five percent through the month. How was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was pretty decent. Uh, worked out, you know, standard shit. Wash my car. That's always it. my homie. The other day was like, "Yo, watching you wash your car is like a movie." <laughs> he was like, this, this shit is insane because I, I really get into it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And he was like, "You." Have you ever thought about opening your own like car detail drone, like a mobile drone or something? I'm like, no. And he was like, you see, you don't have an entrepreneurial spirit at all. <laughs> and I'm just like, I mean, I, I don't. He's like, uh, will, will there be people there with their car? Yeah, my, <laughs> will I have to talk to them? My thing is like, I can wash my car. Yeah, it's a sense with, of pride with, with, a, with a your passion car. because yeah. you know I. But you is like, I don't, I don't, I don't, don't want to wash up your Delt eighty eight. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> care about your safety. Your Regal yeah. Sport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't care about that. Yo, it'd be amazing me. Like I, I was in, the, uh, I was in the trenches last night. I was over uh, on Fifty Second and Gerard, uh, over by Tacy's or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like y- you really like be detached from like the reality of like how mm-hmm. certain people are living till you mm-hmm. go in the hood. And it's like, mm-hmm. nigga, I'm like, damn. The the ninety four Delta eighty eight is still running. It's still, <laughs> it's still going. I saw a a, a a a group of Caprice drivers. They got like a uh, Caprice, Caprice car, Classics, yeah, Caprice Car Club, yeah. or something. And they had a bunch of Caprices the other night. I don't know if Caprices is the right word for plural. It might just be Caprice. Capri. Capri. I'm in the Capri, uh, Chevy Capri yeah. Club. Caprende, if you fucking Mexican <laughs> right. or something. I don't know. But they had a bunch of the motherfuckers the other night at Wawa. And I was like, oh, I have a new contender for the most ridiculous Wawa <laughs> in the fucking city. All right. Oh. So just just so we keep in note, you got... Uh, Sheltonham, uh, Wawa. Sheltonham is up there. Uh, you got, uh, uh, what's the other one? We, we came to oh, the, the airport, Wawa. This is where I was about to go. We <laughs> always came to the agreement that it was Port Richmond or Ridge Avenue as the most ridiculous Wawa's in the city. I don't know how we missed Bartram Ave. Yeah, Bartram Ave is bad. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's like an open air drug market. <laughs> Bartram Ave, John, is like. Remember when the 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 ninety five Source Awards, where it was like Death Row and West Coast, it's and then like, Bad Boy and Wu Tang. No, like it was Bad Boy and then Death Row, yeah. and it was like Puff saying his shit, Shook saying his shit. It's yeah. like Ridge Avenue, Wawa is Death Row, and Port Richmond is Bad Boy. <laughs> but Bartram Ave is like Andre three thousand. Like yo, the South got something. To say. <laughs> like that shit gets rid- so yeah. deep. The other night I get off work. Mind you, it's Tuesday. I get off work at one o'clock. I get off work at one. Okay. So I'm not at the Wawa. I, I leave work. I'm out there talking to Tat. Shout out Tat. He'll be up here next week. I'm, I'm out there talking to Tat. I get off work and we just talking, but you know, popping shit. I'm like, damn, I'm a little hungry. I'm thinking I'm gonna go get a case of dick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't really be eating late, but I'm like, fuck it. I come down. Normally I'll go to 291 or the county. Um Chester Pike. Right. Just to alleviate the knucklehead nonsense yeah. that goes on at Bartram Ave. But I'm like, it's late. I'm tired. I don't want to ride. Keep riding past that on 95. Fuck it. I'm going to Bartram Ave, Joe. I get off. There's nowhere to park because all the spaces. <laughs> are and taken. I'm just like, yo, it's, it's 135. Yeah, nigga, nigga definitely parked, uh, parked the, uh, the, the Caprice right in the handicap spot. Uh, no handicap, nothing to be seen. He right up front. It's six cars in line waiting for air. <laughs> I'm 
like, why the fuck everybody need air at this Wawa? It just is nuts. It don't matter what time you go there, it's a line for air. So anyway, I finally get a spot. I come into the Wawa. It's two chicks in there. One of them light skinned. She looked pretty decent. The other one, Big John, had on just a halter top. It's <laughs> 20 degrees outside. She had on just a halter top. Yeah, sounds pretty terrible. With these big ass Aretha Franklin titties <laughs> with a halter top on. In the West. So I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, yo. And I'm just like, it. You know, when you got them big Johannesburg titties, you can't wear a halter top. No, never. Aretha, the, the, su- the support levels are improper. Aretha would have on three bras and a bulletproof <laughs> vest. Them Jones would still be like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't do that. And her and the, the light, they're screaming, yeah, we do nails. Da-da-da-da. This is how you pr- uh, promote a business. And da-da-da-da. anybody need their nails, then y'all need to come fuck with us and stop fucking with them chinks. And I'm just like, yo, this is nuts. So then the chick look over to me, the big girl, she like, yeah, what's up, Septa? I know you got a bunch of what's bitches. What's up, that- Septa? <laughs> <laughs> She was like, what's up, Jeff? I know you got a bunch of bitches that oh, need their nails goodness. done. I'm like, listen, I know, I don't know if y'all are on or what's going on, but I'm like, it's two o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday. Right. This isn't the club crowd. These people all work at Boeing in the airport. And these are working these class are factory folk. workers. <laughs> I'm like, y'all are tripping. I'm like, y'all need to go get in your van, because I know it's a van. You know what I'm saying? And y'all need to just go in the house and shit. She was like, ah, what? You a hater? And I'm just <laughs> I'm like, like, yo, man, like, I, and I'm just like, this is the type of shit that goes, like, you really never know what you're going to walk into at that bar. Yeah. That Wawa is insane. Yeah, I, I was at the one joint up Shellingham one night, the the motherfucking, the uh, the bull, the, uh, the the homeless guy, I don't even, I don't want to miscategorize mm-hmm. him, uh, the panhandler, he was at the register. <laughs> <laughs> I know you got some change, my man, you know what I'm saying? Like. Can't you can't lie to me? Say you he's, use your car. Staring at the little dish. <laughs> yeah, you gonna get that? <laughs> I, can I, can, I can use that. You know what I'm that's that's at least a pretzel and a half right there. Yo, them Wawas, man. They they get. The, yesterday when I left the gym, I went out to Fort Washington. Uh, we was out there the Lifetime, and you ever like you 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 not Wawa sells gas, mm-hmm. so I need to get gas. This ever happened to you? Like you put Wawa near me into the joint, and it'd be like point four miles. You like, oh, bet I hit the joint. Tell me to go down the street. Boom, boom, boom. I make a couple turns. I get down there, and it was the old hut Wawa <laughs> with no gas. Yeah. I'm just like, man, what the fuck? Like, Can't get shit out here but some gift cards. I'm like, I didn't even know they still had these Wawas around. The old little hut. Yeah, I need you know. a gentrified Wawa. Yeah, fucking uh, the what they call it. Um, uh, Super Wawa. No, the word for when they take over the community. Gentrification. Oh, you said it. Yeah, ge- yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need a gentrified Wawa. Exactly. Yeah, I'm just like, what the fuck? But uh, the week was cool. Oh, I did my taxes. Yeah, oh, nice. For the first time ever in my life, I did my taxes. Oh, my- you did them? Yeah. Yeah, so. I did my taxes the last couple of years. Doing taxes stinks. I'm going to say this. I either did them really, really good. Or you're going to jail. Or <laughs> you're going to jail today. Your first album might be called Free MC. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm... <laughs> And I'm on there on the phone talking about some miracle. <laughs> like, for real shit. Because I'm like, damn, like, I, you know. This is way too much money coming back. I'm like, it, it, it got uh, accepted. Yeah, that, so, mean, that means nothing. Yeah, I got to, you know, it get approved or whatever. So it's like, it's either going to be super up or. Yeah. Your mama, I love you. Like, <laughs> yeah, P.O.P. <I> <laughs> it's one or the other. I remember when Zeke was alive, man, he had some lady that was doing his, uh, that was doing his taxes for him. Miss Bev? I think so. Listen, let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell Yo, you. Yo, he was getting back so much money. 
every year. I had to stop fucking around with because that shit will get you audited. Yes, I know. Here go the crazy part. I know motherfuckers I worked with who got audited and still was going. Man, fuck all that hey, IRS. I'm a little lost, so I'll be right back next year. <laughs> just like, what? dog, this nigga was making like 105000 102000 a year working stupid overtime. He was working at the uh, the West Philly station for uh, the regional rail. He was electrical engineer on that uh, union or whatever. And I'm just like, he like, yeah, I got back fourteen grand. I got back Listen. sixteen grand. I'm like, dog, you are... In the top 7% of earners in the country, you're supposed to owe money. How the fuck are you getting 17.5 back? Are there statute of limitations on this type of shit? Seven years. What year was that? Oh, yeah, I'm good then. All right, cool. Let's run. Well, in fact, I don't know. This wasn't me, (laughs) it was somebody else. Right. Somebody you know, else that work in the job. Yeah, his name was Kathy Maine. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But uh, I was talking to, to, to the nigga Kathy, and he was telling me how he got 9,600 one year. That's crazy. Nuts. With, and no, then, with no kids or with, with Ain't seen a kid. <laughs> ain't do shit. <laughs> but the crazy part was when I, you, you know how when you, you go to get your taxes done, and this is just us, we, we niggas. You go to get your taxes done. All that other shit is other shit. What's the bottom line? Right. How much am I getting back? When is it going to be back? And let me book my trip. You know what I'm saying? That's all I care about. Let me get this Aruba. Let me get this Aruba off. Get this whole thing. Let me call South Beach Rentals. (laughs) Let them know. Put the Lambo to the side. And I'll be there. So when you find out how much you're getting back for your taxes, you're just like... Damn, okay. So you know it got it became normal. Yeah. Six thousand, seven thousand, eight thousand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You just like, okay, cool. To the where I actually went through the paperwork though. <laughs> and that was where it was like you got all scared. Right. That cause it was like, I got a twenty five hundred dollar credit for getting solar panels put on my house. <laughs> I don't have a house. I'm just like, what the hell is going on? Not only do I not have a house, there's no solar panels. <laughs> there, ain't no, on. there ain't a solar panel in my apartment. <laughs> I'm just like, what the hell is going on? And I, um, uh, so I made the conscious decision to stop. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And I, um, went to a normal tax person. And I remember the first year I did that, and I saw what I was getting. I was just like. You, you don't know any like you, <laughs> you don't, don't got no hacks. <laughs> you don't got no. <laughs> Remember uh, Tropic Thunder? You got any tips? <laughs> any tips? Yo, you ain't got like, no tax hacks whatsoever. Uh, you just gonna just run it legally, like straight down the line. You ain't uh, gonna do nothing. Yeah, this nigga told me he was writing off all his utilities. He's like, yeah, I got a home based office, a home based business. Uh, I said, nigga, you and your brother live in a duplex. Like, uh, <laughs> 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 I got a home based business, like tripping. Yo, when you. See tax shit That shit is nuts But what What helped me this year Was They actually are Giving a credit For And this is legit This isn't no bullshit Yeah You know they did The STEMI Yeah 18 I mean uh, 12 and 6 So last year I earned too much To get the full joint Okay So this year Because I was out I earned less so with that, if you earn less than the $75,000 benchmark, credit. it becomes a tax credit to where you can file and get the money you didn't yeah. get in the 12 and in the 6. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm 1099. They didn't send me any of the stimuluses. And at, when I sent my taxes in, my 19 taxes, they sent them back for no signature on it. So, I, so that started the process all over uh, again okay. in November. So now I'm going to have to file. But and they said get people the were going to be able to get it with a tax return. Exactly. So I'm going to be able to get my tax, get it with the tax return. Cool. Because I'm trying to buy a crib this year anyway. So, so it should be lit because I get hopefully my taxes, my back stimmy that I didn't get from the Joan. Right. And we got the new stimmy. Right. 
You know what Eat I'm saying? Eat all that. Just wrap it all in one. Put it all in one. Nice baby. little tortilla and uh, just <laughs> send it through the through the direct deposit. I'll be in Miami. West <laughs> Union if you want to. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I did that. That was pretty cool. But uh, other than that, it was... Yeah, my weekend stunk. I didn't do much of anything. Um, I did go to dinner on Saturday. I went to a Revolution Chop House in a Valley Forge Casino. Mm-hmm. It's actually pretty good. With some old heads in there, they they, they clearly won gambling. Like, mm-hmm. these niggas had a bottle of wine on the table, a bottle of Dom Perignon. I didn't even know they had Dom Perignon mm-hmm. at Revolutions. And he was like, he, 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 it's like four tables in there. He's one of them. It's, th- it's three of them at the table. And he like, yeah, no, you telling the waiter, like, no, boy, I'm saying just, you know, just, you know, just, just, just hook it up where you can. I'm gonna just leave you a, a big tip, big tip. Then he come and he's like, yeah, no, I left you a deuce on the tip. He ended up paying for some drinks that I ordered. Like he oh, was, shit. he was going off. I was like, yeah. So I was like, y'all had a good night, huh? He like, ah, uh, you know, it was cool. You know, this is what we do. We come down here every weekend. You know, it's like I won like a little seven, eight grand. You know what I'm saying? But you know, we normally win twenty, thirty. They ask for our ID. We don't give it to them. You know, shit like that. Enough. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But we gotta look out for each other, man. Y'all have a nice night. Yeah, that's how it be with them games. Yeah, motherfuckers win gambling They giving money to everybody. everybody They come in contact with What you eating over there On Big Dog like, <laughs> How they be Real shit But uh A lot went on this week man Whole lot The I, world damn near Exploded this can, past can, week Can we start with this Cause this is like The breaking news About like uh, Around like society Yeah This Meghan Markel shit Oh man Have you gotten into it at all yeah, Listen I, I watched the video I, I watched a, a clip on Worldstar Last night mm-hmm. And then I watched a video this morning And now I have a full grasp of <clears throat> What the fuck is going on here Yo So Meghan and Prince Harry Who are the Duke and the Duchess of Sussex Correct They basically ran away From The royal family And went to California So uh, the Queen made her address yesterday to London and the UK, and uh, she talked all about family and all of this nonsense or whatever. And Meghan Markle like bullshit, bitch, please, right? Yeah. So she did a sit down with Ofri, her and uh, Prince Harry yeah. sat down with Ofri, and they basically threw all that shit out on the table, yeah. and it's literally got the world. Hey, you really see in this situation just how much race plays a part in, in everything, even the way people perceive the information that they get. It's a little racist twist to it. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, so it's like so basically they, they were talking and they did a whole interview with Ofre and uh basically just talking about like all the racism in the family, everything that they've experienced, and it basically started from around their relationship since they got engaged. Newsflash, there's been racism present <laughs> <laughs> around the earth, <laughs> around the globe. Long before they yeah. got engaged. So yeah, so it just turned engagement wasn't what did it. Yeah, yeah so it just, it just turned into this whole thing and uh somebody and then when they found out she was pregnant, somebody they won't say who yet but they said somebody in the family was like worried about how dark the baby was going to be bruh bruh and i'm just like they straight said we not giving the baby security and we not giving him a title and they like we're the duke and the duchess of sussex he has to have a title they like i can he cook (laughs) you know he could be the chef can he drop some fries we we got a maintenance position open (laughs) if he wants to maybe maybe we can make him head of maintenance we can fast track him (laughs) But a black prince give him a bunch of keys. <laughs> Bitches, you're crazy. Yeah. Like, you want a black prince, you better sign the Revelite. This <laughs> is London, bitch. J Prince, Jazz yeah. Prince, Baby J. Pick one. What the fuck is you talking about? This is London, though. Ain't yeah. about to have no black prince. So take it, that shit to Lego. <laughs> like, dog, that's insane to say. Yeah. We not gonna give your black baby a title. Yeah. And Prince Charles uh <laughs> said Prince Harry rather said, they 
He said that they like what, man? they took his security away. Dog. They cut him off financially. He said if it wasn't for the money the his mom, mom left him, away. he wouldn't have nothing. He'd have to drop a mixtape or something. Yeah, he yeah. Had, he had to get an EP ready. Scary really? Hours uh, three. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yo, real shit though. So and he and the, the shit that like kind of like fucked me up the most about it. As bad as all of that was, the shit that fucked me up the most about it was when he said it felt eerily similar to the situation surrounding my mom. And how that went with her in terms of them trying to shut her up and don't say this and don't go to these places and blah, blah, blah. And it's like it's, it felt the same exact way. You know, they always had like the conspiracy. I actually watched a documentary on this shit that like she wasn't it wasn't an accident. The car jump. Right. It was like some Fast and the Furious 4 type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like we're going to make it look like an accident. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you've been marked for this. And, you know, they hated her. Like, yeah, they badly. hated that. Yeah, completely. And uh, it's funny because Paul Mooney, one of his old standards, always be like, I, I don't like that fucking family. Fuck all of them. They all racist. Fuck that queen. He's like, everybody, oh, oh, the queen, the queen. Like, you ain't supposed to touch the queen. He's like, I'll eat chicken wings and rub my hands all over that bitch coat. <laughs> I don't fuck with the queen. And it's like, it's wild because you really look at like their, Meghan Markel kept refer- referring to it as the institution. Right. And it's just like, damn, like. That's that's really how they come off. Like yeah. that shit is like a a a, a, a system. Yeah, and yeah. Prince Harry was like, "This is weird because I didn't like I wasn't given a title. This is my birthright, right? So y'all trying to take something away from me that like through my lineage has to be has there. to be there. That's it's always been this way. But because I married who I wanted to marry, it's a problem. Right. Like, and there's all of these things. And he's like, man, at the end of the day. You know, we're going to do our humanitarian work. We're going to do our tours, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, he was like, you know, at the he's like, my mother would want us to be happy. He's like, but I have no relationship with my father or my brother right now. Yeah. He said he still does have a relationship with his grandmother, right. but he has none with his father and his brother. Like, they're excommunicado completely. Yeah. And his father is Prince Charles. Prince Charles. Right. Yeah. And, uh. Prince Charles was always strange to me. Super strange, yeah, aloof, was, like yeah, he was like you. It didn't even look like he was supposed to be with Diana. Yeah, like yeah, yeah just, he got with her because he was the prince. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, hey, baby, you, you know, little prince, little shit. castles and shit <laughs> like that. All type of Rolls Royces. You know what the fuck going on? <laughs> Real talk. The uh, it, it's wild thinking that like. You run away from the like. Basically, he denounced his throne. Yeah, some coming to America shit, and he just took off to Cali with he. And he just like, yo, fuck y'all, I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? We got hookah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Crab legs. Yeah, she be putting Ovay on everything. <laughs> she, she brought me all the Def Jam comedy. Like I had, DVDs. I had seared scallops the other night. What you talking about? I ain't no seared scallops in hey, the man, Fuck this family. Philly <laughs> <laughs> on that one. Like yeah. you got to be heavy. It's just wild seeing it because the the crazy part is she's not even that black, exactly. and I don't even mean as far as like her as a person. I mean like her tone and right. just she's a by a, comparison she's diet black, light black, light black, yeah. black zero, like y- y- right. <laughs> she's the crystal light of, <laughs> of black. Of black. <laughs> so it's like, damn, what would y'all do with like the brat? You know what I'm saying? Club upside her motherfucker. <laughs> fish. The brat would be fish food. Club her right upside. So there's an intruder. Like what? If, like what if he had a wiped up queen pen? You know what I'm saying? Like damn. 
Like you'd have brought JT home, they would have burnt yeah, that. They, they would have lost their shit. They would have burned him at the stake. Yeah, and so it, it's just wild seeing that to where like damn, like that he's an actual prince, and he had to basically like, man, I'm cool on this prince shit. Yeah, like deuces. And it's crazy to think like y'all, y'all, y'all took his security. Took his security. Which is like he just a guy now. Yeah, he jagged just a guy. Like, like he fooled Takashi out here. You <laughs> he know, walk right. Hey, what's going on, uh, Principal? <laughs> <laughs> Let me get a flick. Like what? Yo, you a prince, ain't you? And <laughs> <laughs> hey, you need. You might want to get you some security or some shit. That's fucking crazy, man. Racism is nuts. Like racism just forces people to just do things that they otherwise would not do in the face of like all the presented evidence, and it's like. He's he's born royalty. He's this, 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 but yeah, but he married that black bitch. Yeah, yeah. I hear you with all these facts. It's like racism yeah. make motherfuckers straight. You know how niggas on the internet act when they get like all this information and be like, "Man, fuck that! I said what I said." Right. It's, it, racism make other people act that same way. Like fuck yeah, like you make all the sense in the yeah, world. Yeah, you making all the sense, but, but fuck out of here, racism out of here. <laughs> You think we about to give up 360 years? That's the way we always done it. That's how they act. This is how we always done it. Nuts. The world is changing, and there's just still some people that refuse to change with it. And, you know, at the end of the day, she's a beautiful woman. She's fucking articulate, well-spoken. She's queenly, whatever you want to call it. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? All of the above. And it's like, yeah, no, but that bitch got some black in it. I'm going to tell you the part that bothered me the most. And it wasn't even necessarily the interview. It's in the reaction part of it. So in the interview, she said that she felt so bad and so low that she became suicidal. Yeah. And she said she went to the family. They told her, like, nah, you ain't nothing wrong with you. You know what I'm saying? You're a princess. Fuck out of here. And then she said she eventually went and got help. And basically, the London, like, media, basically, like, their Good Morning America for yeah. us, their John. They was on there like the one, the one white boy was like, I don't believe that shit. Where'd she go? Tell me what hospital, what is, what hospital she went to. Who she talked right. with? And it's just like, damn, like we, we and they, they started the whole thing off with, if you're having suicidal thoughts, call this number. And <laughs> right. it's just <laughs> like the, the ladies telling you, yo, like, you know how much courage it takes to come out and say some shit like that? Exactly. At, just in to that be told, role, like, man, bitch, you tripping. Like, in that role, like, as yeah. the, the Duchess of Sussex to come out and be like, man, I was about to kill myself. And then they're like, nah, we still ain't going, black bitch. Yeah, you looking and, for sympathy. Like, being a black woman is the craziest shit on earth. It's, it's wild because... uh, It's like, it's impossible to hit in there. Duh. Like, um, Paul Mooney was talking about the shit with... um. Black women and how they're treated as far as the courts go. And he was like how, um, look at going to court and lying under oath, right? It's called perjury. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Little Kim goes to court, perjures herself. what they do? Send her straight to jail. you going to jail for a year. Black yeah. bitch, don't lie to us. Marion Jones. Remember her? We love Marion Jones. Right. She went to court, perjured herself. what they do? Send her straight to jail. You're going to jail for six months, bitch. Don't lie to us. Mark Furman. White man, detective, you're supposed to be held to a higher standard of the law. What did he do? Go to court and perjured himself. What happened? He got a book deal. Became a millionaire. Right. That shit is real. He said nigger more times than anyone in recorded history. <laughs> Mark Furman was like, I never used the N-word in my life. They was like, is this you? I cracked that nigga head open. He was like. That's taken out of context. <laughs> Yo. 
Real quick, real quick, real quick. That's totally out of context. You just made me think about the shit. I'm listening to Opie and Anthony the other day in the gym. Oh my god! So I wound up going down a rabbit hole, and they were talking about uh, what the fuck were they talking about? Um, oh, the progression of the legal system when it comes to like black people, and you know, are they are are things more advanced? Or are they not more okay. advanced or whatever, whatever? Yeah. So. Somehow, one way or another, mind you, the show is 12 years after the OJ shit. You know, the OJ verdict was yeah. 94. This show is fucking 06. Yeah. yeah. So they somehow, one way or another, Obi Anthony and Patrice O'Neill, recipes Patrice O'Neill, they got on the OJ situation, right? So this is just how we always talk about Obi and Anthony is like the greatest. It's, it's the best shit ever, and man. And it's, it's, you couldn't even put it out there today because of just how ridiculous they, they would They would have shot Anthony Cumia Listen. in the street. So they got onto the OJ situation, and basically, um, <clears throat> Patrice O'Neill was like, "Yeah, the nigga did it, but we can't say that or can't do that because it's been so much bullshit that done happened to fucking black people over the years when it comes to fucking courts and jail and cops that it's like that one was like, yo, we owed this." Give us this one. Yeah. And he got off. He was like, it was nothing more than we sick of the bullshit. We sick of Rodney King. Right. We sick of Emmett Till. We sick of all this shit. And they let OJ go. And we was happy as shit for it. And he was like, I still don't understand why they were celebrating. He's like, what the fuck do you mean? He was like, when y'all would kill niggas and hang them up, y'all would celebrate. Y'all would toast. And <laughs> y'all would toast. He was like, y'all would toast and you would cheer. He was like, that's what the fuck happened right here. OJ cut their heads off and got away with it, and we was happy as shit. He's like, and uh, what did Patrice O'Dell say? He was like, I knew it was going down when they pulled that goddamn glove out because they told Dur Dur Darden, don't pull the glove out. Right. And you know, OJ's an actor. OJ knew what the fuck he was doing. He did that arthritis claw and <laughs> couldn't get that fucking glove on. And Anthony was like, and then Johnny Cochran with that, if the glove don't Doesn't fit, fit you must it must have quit. It just was like, OJ's not going to jail yeah. for this shit. And he was like, I, I knew when I heard that, that that was the greatest one-liner in the history of court, Hell yeah. anything in yeah. the world. And he was like, to show you, just, you do know that Johnny Cochran died from brain cancer. Yeah. He was like, just to show you how much God knew that that line was going to affect everything and change the world, he was like, God went into his brain <laughs> to the exact part that came up with that quote. What's up, podcast land? It's your boy C. Diddy, one half of the realest podcast ever. Are you tired of the same boring, unoriginal podcast that lack depth, originality, and substance? Well, I got a solution for you. Join us here every Monday and Thursday on Revolt Podcast Network for the realest podcast ever, where we bring you the best in entertainment news, fashion, sports, music reviews, politics, and street culture with a mixture of the most powerful guests that you're going to find anywhere on the Internet. Join us every Monday and Thursday for the realest podcast ever. And put cancer in it. <laughs> it's like, yo, what? <laughs> I was in the gym screaming. Yo, listen, I listened to that show like last week, man. I was crying. I'm like, yo, these niggas was nuts. <laughs> what? And the craziest part about it is they was toggling back and forth from terrestrial radio to satellite. Yeah. Like, like they would be on on terrestrial radio for eight months and can't say nothing. And then they would go to satellite and then it'd be the worst shit you ever heard in your life every day. <laughs> so then they had one of the guys, he was prank calling OJ. You're oh, like, yeah. <laughs> 
Hey, OJ answer the phone. Tell us, yo, OJ, it's AC. You kill anybody today? OJ tells him, nah, man. Call you back. <laughs> like, OJ wasn't even phased by He kept picking shit. the phone up. He picked the phone up 14 times. Like, Juice, why you keep answering He's the phone? Like, OJ, it's, it's Kato. Come on, man, let's go kill somebody. Let me move in your house. <laughs> Just was silly shit. And OJ silly ass kept answering the phone every time. I'm Duh. just like, yo. After a while, I would just stop answering the phone. No, he said that shit about the brain cancer with Johnny Carr. I'm just like, yo, what, man? <laughs> like they were nuts on that show. But yeah, the uh, where do we start? Oh, the <laughs> Megan, the Megan Mark. <laughs> This show is insane. <laughs> the, uh, it was funny because in that episode, I told you they were talking about progression as far as the courts and shit. Yeah. They ended up having a 30-minute discussion about OJ. He was like, we're 12 years removed having a full-blown conversation today about OJ Simpson trial. Like, what the hell are we doing here? He's like, join us next episode where we'll, we'll be discussing the 69 Mets. <laughs> 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 they were insane on that show But yeah man The racism shit is not gonna go anywhere And if it don't show you anything Like even making it to this point Where it's like you, You're legit royalty And you can't even enjoy the shit Because of racism It's fucked up Did you see her pop? No Her pop and her sister are fucking nuts So You know when, when shit like that happens Like tomorrow If I haul off and marry Uh uh, give me a billionaire or somebody of royalty. Uh, Ofrey. If I hold off tomorrow and marry Oprah Winfrey, yeah. it's gonna be like, what the fuck? Where did this guy come from? So they're gonna go and start interviewing you, Taylor, right. my third grade teacher, you know, all these yeah. different people trying to get information. So they did that with her mom. Her mom, like, yo. And her mom was at the wedding, all that shit. Yeah. But you know, her pop, her and her pop never like wasn't really in her life right. and shit. Her pop. Um, doing Isn't her pop the one that's black? Yeah okay. Doing the interviews This and the She got a half sister She ain't seen in 20 years The half sister is doing a tell-all book About her <laughs> She like how? I don't even know you <laughs> <laughs> Like It's the equivalent of like uh, I don't know Give me somebody Like uh, Who do I know but not know Fucking uh, Me doing a tell-all about Vaughn <laughs> Like, I don't fucking, like, you know, what the fuck am I, this going to be a page. Fine Cheeks, the true story. Yeah. <laughs> Told about that game. Like, what the fuck? So it's like, yeah, like, her her black family, like, black family, they're nuts. They do anything for bread, any interview. The, her half, she said, I haven't seen a half-sister in 19 years. And before that, it was like eight years before that I saw her. Damn. And she's doing a tell-all book. Crazy part is the half sister had gotten married when she started dating Prince William and like was gonna get married to him. Yeah. The half sister changed her name last name back to Markel. <laughs> like just to you I, know, I need y'all to know, no sis, yeah, you know little sis, little sis, little <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm just like yo, people are fucking crazy, man. That's a wild story. It's a, it's a real good interview. Ofri did a real good job. Yeah, yeah. I don't really fuck with Ofri or Gail, but. You know, they did a good job. All right. Well, shout out, shout out to Ofri for coming through with the uh, with the content. Spe- can we do this real quick? And we you're going to the All Star game after this. Speaking of princes and queens and kings, did you watch Coming to America too? Unfortunately, you didn't like it. No, I'm the, yo. I might be in the majority. I didn't yo, like it. Yo, I I I I don't think it was great. I'm not gonna go and say that it was like very good. 
But it was it was it was entertaining. I laughed at a lot of parts. It, it of had it definitely had laughable spots. But what I would say is, when you set the bar for coming to America, which is literally one of the best pieces of black cinema, it might be the best black comedy ever. ever. You know what I'm saying? Like, literally, they hit on every aspect of it. Like, Eddie playing multiple characters, Arsenio playing multiple characters. They were all fucking funny. Uh, 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 what's the pop name from Good Times? Amos. Yeah, John Amos. John Amos, his role in the fucking movie of being like the fucking uh, the antagonist and shit like that. Then you got like cameos from like all these important black people. Samuel L. Jackson, like. It was Samuel's first movie. Say, you know what I'm saying? So it's like when you set the bar that high and then you come back 30 years later and it's like. But I felt like they hit with every. Even down to like them coming to Queens and like the Starbucks in Queens. Like, yeah. goddamn. Or him. Halt and the the Uber driver get out like no go on the app and see yeah. if you can get a coupon like they they hit on a lot of little shit. Yeah. I will say this, I liked how they went and got everybody, even down to having Fancy back as the as the rose bearer, yeah, or the, whatever the fuck the rose whatever the fuck you call it. It sucks that she ain't get a promotion in thirty years. Yeah, <laughs> like damn, you just the head of roses, <laughs> rose CEO of this motherfucker. But they they even got Louis Anderson. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This week I'm on fries. Next week I'm on <laughs> like it, they went and got him. The only knock I had in the casting was where the fuck is Patrice and Daryl? Are they still out in the rain on the patio? Must be. You know what I'm saying? That was my only joint as far as the casting. I thought they did phenomenal going to get every little person who had anything to do with anything. Yeah, no, they literally have every... They went and got the elephant. <laughs> I was like, they went and got everybody. Yeah, I just... I, 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 like, it was just something to watch. Like, you the know, it, sun sucked. I didn't like he him was at terrible. all. It, like, to me, I literally was like, all right, where is Michael B. Jordan? That's, that's how bad it was. I was like, like, you know right. what, Coogler? All right. Give me, give me MBJ. No, nah, man, I'm, I'm king now. You know, like, he could have just bored his lines yeah. from Wakanda. And he didn't even have no, high, no, uh, no bars neither when he spit his little rat. Yeah. It's terrible. And it's no way in hell I'm picking the, the hair braider over uh, Tiana Teller. That nigga was bugging. The hair braider was pretty, though. She wasn't Tiana Teller. No, I mean, but you, you that was the whole dynamic of the, like, the yeah, last you, time. Yeah, you your daddy's son. You a fucking idiot. Like, so literally, we haven't learned nothing from the from the prior situation. Like uh, Vanessa Bell Calloway character. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like she was beautiful. She's stuck in a time warp. Yeah. The one thing, the only, the one thing I didn't like was Wesley Snipes being like, Goofy, the goofy dictator. Because remember, General Easy on the first John was like a serious dude. Yeah. So I didn't understand Wesley dancing around. They went family friendly. It was it 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 did feel a little Doctor Doolittle ish. Yeah. You know, like went, a little they, they went family, well, a little Norbert ish, a little bit. Yeah. But I just, I mean, it was all in all. I, I, it's like I watched it and was like, oh, it's John alright. It was something to watch. It wasn't horrible. It was the thing pieces good, are new. nuts. I can't get that deep. I, listen. <laughs> I saw one that was basically about how they don't like the portrayal of Eddie Murphy being an ignorant, rich African because no African in his position would be that goofy and that unenlightened to what's going on in the world. And I was just like, wow. And I started to read it, but my I had a, a, one of them little hot pockets <laughs> in the microwave, and the shit went off. I was I sat down and kind of just like forgot. But I saw that title and picked the article up, but I just didn't go into it. You like know, what people I'm? in general can't do nothing in society right now without no. it being picked apart. But black people, especially, just can't do shit about shit. I saw this thing piece, and it was like the coming to America that they wanted to see. That's the title. Okay. 
Akeem knowingly walking away from his son. Lisa and Mary fighting instead of being friends. Lavelle selling drugs instead of selling game tickets. A new light-skinned person to the rescue. Mika chasing a man instead of chasing her own purpose. She trained to be a, a queen for her whole life, not some man's queen. Akeem having it all together and figured it out. Lisa's thought and sister still running around causing chaos. Lavelle rejecting Akeem. Lavelle at least sleeps with Izzy with a General Izzy's daughter because she's sexy and Akeem killing General, Ili General Izzy because it's impossible to make peace with an enemy. And I was just like, this is deep as shit. You know what I'm saying? I was just like, I'm not going that fucking far to where it's like, I guess that is do it in a way though, what you just said. Like, we're extra hard on black cinema. Like, and I'll say this the, the part. I don't never I don't normally get that deep into shit like this. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, Eddie's a legend. Eddie doesn't have to do anything. Yeah. He came and did this to put some content out. He got everybody to fuck back, minus Patrice and Daryl yeah. and the poodle. He got everybody to fuck back. They did it at Rick Ross's house. Yeah. And Rick, Tyler Perry Studios. And Tyler Perry Studios. Rick Ross got a bag for it. Rick Ross is in it. Yeah. He played a good African. And he got a chopper. Rick Ross has a crown on. Yeah. When they came in at the end, and I'm like, he's a he's a soldier. Why does he have a he's what is, what is he a king of? But he had a crown on when they came to the show today. I thought that was weird. But yeah, it's like it 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 was it's just a movie. It's 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 cool. Right. But I saw motherfuckers like tearing it apart, no, and I, I was I, just I, like, I can't yeah, go. I, I didn't. I can't go that far because it, a lot of parts I did laugh at. So I, I would be capping and just be like, oh, it's the worst piece of crap ever, blah, blah, blah. But as far as sequels go, it doesn't even live up probably to 50% no. of the original. And it's like, damn, for the $62 million or whatever the fuck it costs to shoot this, y'all, I just don't feel like they got enough accomplished. Like, where the fuck did the money go? Just the, yeah. all of the cast? And I think it was just in like, yeah, all of the, the shit. The what the, the, dog, when... James Earl Jones had his funeral and was alive. That was the best, <laughs> that, that was the best part. That was my favorite part of the whole movie. I was in there fucking crying. <laughs> he said, son, I'm gonna die. <laughs> I'm gonna die now. <laughs> that was the best part. Hands down. I said, damn, I definitely wouldn't be alive at my funeral. That shit was lit. Dog, the nigga had in vogue singing about him. He had a guess. <laughs> In Vogue, Salt and Pepper, Gladys Knight showed up. Dog, they went and got Morgan Freeman. It, it just, it, it was, it was a decent production. Yeah, I'll say that the production. No, the production value, the way it was shot, all of that was top notch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The plot was. Uh, it wasn't a plot. It yeah. wasn't. A, it was a movie that wasn't about shit. Right. So if you're a person that like has like a linear brain and you like, all right, what's the What's the pros and then who's the this? It's just a movie. Yeah, the the the, the dynamic with the son was just strange. It was super bit. strange. And here's the thing, they didn't really come to America. They just like came and left and then came back right. and then left again. Like so, it the the premise of it was like different. Like you know what I'm saying? As opposed to they literally went back to America. Were there? This was going on. Blah blah blah. Like he found his son in four minutes. Like. Right. He went to the barbershop. Yo, you seen this little nigga? Yeah. yeah. He be selling tickets <laughs> outside of MSG. All right, bet. See y'all later. When they walked in, he was like, uh, he was, um, hey, it's Kunta Kente and Ebola. And the other one was like, um, what do you say? Uh, Idiot and I mean, uh, or some yeah. shit. And then he the, was like, the, the little babies the with the babies flies with the flies. Oh, you can be talking that shit. Get your ass out of here. <laughs> 
know, it had parts that I definitely laughed at. Yeah. But the plot was just like stupid. It was it was just it was pointless. The even down to him being drugged was just like, all right, y'all reaching a little <laughs> bit with this John. Did you did you get into we forget, we talk about it. The movies that the, the plots and the Jones that they threw out to Eddie. Oh yeah. They yeah. wanted to they had a John where Tracy Morgan was gonna be his son. Eddie's son. Tracy Tracy Morgan Tracy looked three years younger than <laughs> Eddie looked thirty three years older than Eddie. <laughs> I was like, "What, man?" Like, they had a joint where they were actually going to have Michael B. Jordan. It was which, directed by Ryan Coogler with Michael B. Jordan as his son. Yeah, that would have actually kind of been better than because this, this, it just the, the fro, the no name son with the fro and the rat tail. It wasn't giving it nothing. The, the Norbit fro was strange, <laughs> and it had just it was dreaded. Yeah. And he somehow took down a lion with a can of Friskies. <laughs> I'm like, all right, this. Is, I use what every cat love. Yeah. Cat, uh, cat food. That wasn't good. Yeah, that was. Not Eddie's good. daughter was looking good as shit. For sure. The, um, you know that's his real daughter. Is it? The middle one, the one with the big eyebrow, yeah. with the real good eyebrows. Yeah, she nineteen. So, <laughs> so there's, so there we have that. Yeah, so there we have that. <laughs> but uh, that's her, him, and um, what's the super bad one that Shannon Sharp always be on? Oh, uh, N- uh Nicole, Nicole Murphy. Murphy. Yeah, that's him and Nicole's daughter. The middle one. Okay. The older one that was real husky. I liked her too. She played the shit out of that that role. I'd like I wouldn't mind seeing some shit with her in that type role. Right. She was she was decent. But the middle one with the glasses and the real good eyebrows, that's his actual daughter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um Arsenio uh was looking 137 years old. Arsenio, no bullshit, look like my aunt Annie. <laughs> I was dying Yo, Arsenio, with that little fro, with that little. That's how my aunt Annie hair used. To- and here's the thing: <laughs> Arsenio just did a comedy special on Netflix like two years ago, which was very good. By yeah, the way. that shit was actually it really was decent. very yeah. very good. And he didn't look that old. Yeah. He looked like young Arsenio. In this movie, he looked like the Crypt yeah, Keeper. Yeah, he looked. He did, I don't. I don't know if that was designed to be like that. Yo, he looked old as shit. Um, Lisa still looked all right. Yeah, she looked all right. You know, light skin normally cracks around like forty six, yeah. forty seven. So it's like, yeah, she still was uh, looking pretty decent. What's the name? Was uh, pretty much the best part of the movie. Uh, uh, Leslie. I. She was her. She had good scenes to me. She's funny situationally. The one joint she had that was hilarious when she was like, um, hey, why are these mashed potatoes black? <laughs> I burst out laughing off of that. That was funny as shit. But she, a lot of times, she'd just be like too over the top. Yeah, usually. I thought she was okay. I thought she had kept it to a... She, she, as, she controlled as much as she it. Could. Yeah, as, as much, much as she could. could. Yeah. Now, I, I do appreciate them getting her and not Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, because that was somebody said. Yeah, I was waiting for Tiffany Haddish goofy ass to pop up. It somewhere felt in like jump. it was gonna go down a <laughs> Tiffany Haddish and Mike Epps hole eventually, and they just never showed up. And yeah. I was like, all right, cool. But all in all, it's like, is it something you need to watch over and over? Like coming no. to America? No, no. But I do appreciate them just doing this shit because Eddie is filthy. Eddie don't yeah. got it. Eddie been filthy since eighty <laughs> one. I saw a tweet yesterday that said. Y'all trying to tell oh, me, nigga. listen, dumb tweet of the week. <laughs> I saw a tweet that said, y'all trying to tell me Eddie Murphy got a better filmography than Kevin Hart. Don't make me laugh. And I'm like, this has to be Spank. <laughs> like Spank, I'm, we know this shit. Spank, <laughs> put the phone down and come out with your come, hands up. Come on out, Spank. <laughs> like, this has to be Spank's burner account. We've talked about this on the show before. Eddie Murphy has the single greatest initial film run in the history of black cinema. Listen, it, who, 
Eddie Lowkey might have the best filmography as right. far as comedy yes. for anybody. And that's including the big dogs. Yeah. Like, even when you start talking about Will Ferrell and Jim Carrey and all, like, motherfuckers don't got blockbuster smashes back to back to even when Jim yeah, Carrey like nine in a row even when Jim Carrey was rolling and he did Ace Ventura and the mask he still was like missing a little bit with like the cable guy and shit yeah. like that like Will Farrell has had misses Eddie didn't have a miss for like 16 the adventures of Pluto Nash was at the very end yeah and even then, he came back with right. Shrek, which is the biggest animated shit of, of all day. time. <laughs> so it's like I, I don't, I don't even understand the people. People, we live in a super negative society Bruh. where people will focus on your Bruh. misses more than your hits. Mm. And at the end of the day, Eddie got the motherfucking Golden Child. He got Trading Places. He got Listen. two, both forty eight hours. He got three Beverly Hills Cops. He got Boomerang. Coming to America. Coming to America. Distinguished Nutty gentleman. Professor. Nutty Professor Two. Doctor Doolittle. It, it just it. Bowfinger, which is a great fucking movie. No, he literally he has two of the biggest comedy stand ups in the history of comedy. <laughs> Back to back, and then just, I'm going to just chill. Yo. I'm all right. <laughs> Yo. Like, I literally, so Pete, my homie, when I when I commented on a tweet, he was like, um, he's like, no, some real life shit. Like, I know we probably don't, like, really, really fuck with, like, Kev Body of Works, but he was like, you got to put him up there. And I'm like, no, you actually don't. No, you actually don't. And that's not hating. <laughs> I'm like, you, you really can't put that up there. So he was like, he's like, look <sighs> at the, like, dog, Kev got the central intelligence uh, one and two with the rock, and he got the ride along with Ice Cube. I'm like, he's like, them Jones is huge. I'm like, bro, Eddie Murphy has Beverly Hills Cop, right. and he has Beverly Hills Cop two. Those two blockbusters alone. I'm like, then once you add in 48 hours, I'm like, that movie you talk about with Kevin Hart and Ice Cube, and Kevin Hart and the Rock, and Martin Lawrence with Will Smith, and Danny Glover with fucking Mel Gibson, and all of these different things. You know that that genre of films was started it from was, 48 hours. It was created around Eddie the Murphy. The budding cop <laughs> movies was created around Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte. Like they're the genesis. Yeah. I'm like, this isn't even nothing to argue about. Then when you talk about like Kevin Hart, like Laugh at My Pain or um, Seriously Funny, yeah. you can't put that next to Raw or Delirious. Delirious. Yeah. It, and it, the whole comedic rock star shit came from Eddie Murphy. I, I don't even understand the logistics. It's of recency it. bias. Like we see Kev, he from the crib. We going to try to lean and try to give Kev, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, the benefit of the doubt, which is cool. But you can't do it against Eddie Murphy, Duh. who's the greatest. Like I'm like, it, it doesn't even make sense, yo. It's just nuts to think, to to see. It's just like... Ed, we talked about this on the show before. Eddie only had to audition one time. Duh. His whole career. Everything else was given to him. This motherfucker had his own office on Paramount Studios' lot. Eddie Murphy Productions, like, Bruh. in the 80s. Like... This motherfucker is the greatest modern day comedian of all time. Arguably the greatest ever. Oh, and then Harlem Nights with uh with Richard Pryor and Red Fox and Della Reese. Like, come like, on, man. The, the, the nigga literally Life with, with fucking Martin? Bro, I, I, yo, listen, I was about to go into that because I was gonna say how Delirious was done at Constitutional Hall. Like, that's just nuts in itself. Right. So I was kind of he was like, um, but he was like, when the 90s came. Eddie didn't really, he's like, he was a superstar in the 80s, but then in the 90s, he didn't really transition into the new shit. I'm like, dog, in the 90s, he did Nutty Professor, he did Dr. Doolittle, he did Shrek, and he did Life. I'm like, are you high? <laughs> These are all blockbusters. Right. Shrek and Nutty Professor are 
hundred million, like two, three hundred dollars. Yeah. Shrek is a billion Big dollar franchise. franchise. I'm like, yeah. I, maybe you just missed that. So then I brought up Life, and he was like, Martin kind of got him on Life. I'm like, what the fuck Life did you watch? Right. I'm like, all the one-liners that everybody remembers from Life is Eddie. Right. Hey, boss, he ain't working. I'm like, it's all Eddie. I'm like, I, I like... How much yeah, is going to how much is going to toss and turn one of them white only pies in the nigga pies. pies? Come on, I'm Ray Gibson. I'm from New York State. Let's talk turkey. Like that's all, Eddie. I'm like, I don't know what you're missing in this. Yeah. And he was like, Nah, I mean, I. Yeah, no, nah, you're right. <laughs> and I'm just like, though, like I like Kevin Hart a lot. You know, I like like don't get it fucked up. I really, really fuck with Kevin Hart. But at the end of the day, comparing him to Eddie Murphy, the only thing Kevin Hart did better than Eddie Murphy was run down Broad Street. <laughs> that, that's it. <laughs> like we we got a face. Like we can't even trip off of that. And that's not hating. And Kev would tell you the same shit. I love Allen Iverson. You cannot sit in someone's face who likes basketball and be like, he's a better player than Michael Jordan. Right. He cracked him. That was it. Yeah, Mike had 30 and they still won a game. Shout out to Murder Boot. It's like, <laughs> dog, it's like you. some things are just what it is. Like, Eddie got real frivolous at the end with, you know, just taking some of the 20 millions and just running or whatever. But guess what? Kev did I that. I got nine kids and three baby moms. <laughs> Kev did that shit from the door. Kev ain't never seen the script he didn't like. Yeah. Like, what is it? Uh, fucking Ant, Ant Boxing 7? <laughs> let, let me get that joke. Think about this. 82, 48 hours. 83, Trading Places in Beverly Hills. Trading Places is one of the greatest movies that, of all Trading Places is my favorite movie. You got both of them in the same year. Right. 85, I'm 80, 84, Beverly Hills Cop. That's just... You know what I'm saying? 85, Delirious. 86, Golden Child. 87, Beverly Hills Cop 2 and Raw. 88, Coming to America. 89, Harlem Nights. 90, Another 48 Hours. 91, Boomerang. 92, Distinguished Gentleman. 94, Beverly Hills Cop 2. Beverly Hills Cop 3. 95, Vampire in Brooklyn. 96, Nutty Professor. 97, Milan. We forgot all about that. Right. Dr. Doolittle and Holy Man. 99, Life. 99, Bullfinger. 2000, Nutty Professor 2. 2001, Shrek and Dr. Doolittle 2. It's like he had a stretch that was 23 fucking <laughs> years of constantly doing but something. But motherfuckers want to focus on the one or two bad movies he made and not the 23 years of sustained Man. excellence. Not to mention that he's he has Shrek 2, Daddy Daycare, Norbit, uh, Dream Girls, Shrek Forever, Tower Heist, it, Dolomite. It's... It, I don't know what to say. He took off a decade and still ahead of everybody. Dog. <laughs> like, he was good. He was legitimately supposed to win an Oscar for Dreamgirls. Yeah. And got it fucked up with the Norbit situation. But it, it just, yeah, I, I, I didn't understand that. And then he just came back, did Dolomite is my name, and fucking cleaned up with the fucking awards for that dog, shit. Dog, it just, I, I, I like Kev a lot, but no. Eddie's, Eddie's. We love Kev. He inspirational. He fucking hard worker. All that shit. All that's cool. He can't fuck with Eddie Murphy, man. I've literally said it. <laughs> there's not one person in comedy, and this is encompassing everyone, who has the complete total package of a career that Eddie Murphy yeah. has. Where Eddie Murphy dominated improv and improv and television with Saturday Night Live. He dominated stand up, raw, delirious. He dominated the box office and he's dominated the animation side right. of fucking film. Yeah, he's an A in every category. So where you look at somebody like Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart has big stand-ups. He's a box office phenomenon. He just got into the animation shit with the Secret Life of Pets. But he doesn't have a TV stretch like Saturday Night Live. Right. Then you look at like 
Dave Chappelle, who has a better TV run than Eddie Murphy with the Chappelle show. Yeah. But Dave Chappelle's not a box office phenomenon Correct. the way Eddie Murphy was. Yeah, but he's an A Mike. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just there's not one person who's been able to tie together stand up, television, film, producing, playing multiple characters. You had Martin come along who could play a gazillion characters yeah. the same way Eddie did. Martin has a TV show that's bigger than anything Eddie did on TV. Television, right. But then when you talk about the box office smash it, Martin just doesn't have it. He has big bad movies. Boy. He got bad boys. And then it's kind of that's it. You know, Martin's a cop in everything. Yeah. You ever notice that? Yeah. He's like a Bad cop. Boys, National Security. Big Mama's House. Big Mama's He's just yeah. a cop all yeah. the time. Blue Streak. And this that shit comes, is crazy. And that comes from Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy Because shit. we know the cop shit It's going to sell. It's going to work. You put a nigga who's funny in a cop position, you're going to be funny yeah, Black shit. cop, perilous situation. You change the A white guy who around. does everything right and you do everything wrong, <laughs> it's going to fucking work. So, yeah, I didn't understand the Eddie and Kev shit. Let's not do that again. Yeah, my mother was bugging. Before <laughs> yeah. we, uh, we get into the rest of the rundown, we got to give a shout out to our sponsor again today. Today's show is sponsored by Beard Etiquette Company. Whether you are low shaven or have the most epic beard, what you groom with is important to consider when caring for your facial hair. Beard Etiquette Company was created to promote hair health while being attentive to the skin beneath it. We offer a line of natural, handcrafted products that promote softness, shine, and hair and skin health. Check out our website at www.beardetiquetteco.com. Check them out on Instagram also at Beard Etiquette. Dot co. We got a whole line of products here. We got the Beard Wash, which is handcrafted with argan oil, avocado oil, and black seed oil. All of the good stuff. We got the Shine Intense, handcrafted with black castor oil, hemp seed oil, Vet VA oil blend. Boom. Again, all natural products. We got the Double Moisture, handcrafted with shea butter, mango butter, vitamin E oil, and apricot oil. Good. Anything with avocado oil is expensive. It's for sure. Because avocado oil is like $48 a jar. <laughs> exactly. So anybody, anytime somebody's putting that in something, they care. They care about their products. Because uh, I, would, I would just put lard in there. And then Matt's been uh, been eyeing this one here. This I'm, is the I'm conditioner. Uh, again, vi- handcrafted with vitamin E oil, avocado oil, and honey. Handmade in small batches. Everything is cruelty-free. All natural products, man. They got the merch here. They got their own brushes. Picks everything for proper beard care. So again, that's Beard Etiquette Co. Make sure y'all go to the website, beardetiquetteco.com. Follow them on Instagram at beardetiquette.co. Shout out to um our sponsor, yeah, Des, local area-based company. Shout out to Des and Dia, man. Great company, man. We appreciate y'all working with the Realist Podcast ever. All right. I want to get into some nonsense. Shenanigans. All-Star Weekend, man. <laughs> what the fuck is up with Atlanta? It re- Here's the thing, right? Atlanta at this point because they're the only place that's like open, open. You see, what like, I'm saying? like drop your nuts on the table, open. <laughs> Even like Florida is like we ain't open like them. Yeah. <laughs> like we a little open. Y'all gotta go home by midnight. Like yeah. they just doing whatever the fuck they yeah. want. So because they're the only ones that are open, they are literally like the nightclub purveyors are looking for any reason to build something around. Not only are we open, but this shit going on too yeah. and make it a spectacle. The NBA only had really one day of events for All-Star right. Weekend, which was Sunday, Sunday. because of the condensed COVID. COVID. So we want to minimize people's 
There's really no reason for y'all to be here Thursday. There's nothing going on. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, it's the grand opening of Club Onyx Atlanta. Yeah. We're, reop- we're reopening. BMF Days is back. We're reopening Club Onyx with 42 Doug on Thursday. <laughs> so come on down. So literally, I saw an aggregate. This is how nuts Atlanta was. They Somebody put together an aggregate of all the parties that were going on for the whole weekend. Start from Thursday to Sunday. It was 20 parties every day. Can I start with the most bizarre part? Please. What are y'all doing with the rims? Bruh. I, I don't understand. What 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 is like are these are these like custom rims? It's or? literally like 87 in Atlanta, apparently. Like they are jacking. Somebody on Facebook rims. made like a, a um a album <laughs> of like a photo album of all the Jones who got like left on bricks this week. I saw a GMC Arcadia. I'm like, what are you going to do with Arcadia rims? <laughs> I was like, it must have been a junkyard that was just like, I'll give you $30 of rim and time. Yeah, just pop and up. You know how much work that is to pull up, jack a car up, have a, 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 a hands-free electric uh, drill to be able to take the bolt? And they're leaving the bolts. Yeah. I've seen the John A. Boy had a new Suburban in the parking lot. They jacked his shit up. They left the bolts on the ground. And I'm like, damn, but what y'all going to do? Y'all got to put them on something else. What's the plan here? Is the, <laughs> <laughs> is the plan for the tire only? Like, what the fuck? That's what I'm like. It had to have been a tire place or a junkyard that was just like, yo, I give you $30 for every rim and tire you bring me. Something crazy like that. Like, that's a lot of work for 120 bucks. That's a lot. <laughs> they jacked the nigga Charger up on the street. <laughs> He was in. He was in the neighborhood. <laughs> that shit. Was, they left the jack. Yeah, I seen Jones with the jacks left. You minus eighty dollars on that transaction. <laughs> the jack is a deuce. Jack two hundred. <laughs> <laughs> minus eighty bones. Like we need. I need an Atlanta TRPE correspondent Yo. to get with us and tell us what is with the fucking stealing of the rims and the tires. Slavery is nuts. Like it ain't even like they stealing Forgiatos or some. That's what I'm like. I'm like if, if it was like custom, you know, ten thousand dollar rims. I could understand it, maybe, yeah. but even them Jones have like super locks. So yeah, yeah, it's starting to feel like a practical joke at this point. Yeah, because it's like y'all are taking seventeens <laughs> that are alloy. I don't understand the purpose. Yeah, of that it. nigga riding too clean in this Corolla. <laughs> Back that John up. <laughs> that nigga riding too clean. I need these Jones. Yeah, that that by far and away was the most bizarre part of the whole. Continually, whole just over and over and Did over. Did you again. see Gilly's video with them shooting dice? Oh in my the lobby? god, dog! I'm like, yo, is I'm looking like is that. <laughs> Is, is, niggas are embarrassed. I'm like, is that the St. Regis? <laughs> like, are niggas shooting dice in the lobby of the, the most St. Ex- Regis? Of the St. Regis, the most expensive hotel in the country? 1400 a night. <laughs> dice game. This <laughs> is down there on this show. Did you see the white family trying to like eat and just ignore it? Yeah, like you can't. Like, the hundred niggas over here, man. Oh, niggas I remember are, I was at uh, niggas are embarrassing. I man. was at the Lowe's one time when they had uh they had the restaurant uh not the restaurant they got now. They had a different restaurant in the lobby of the Lowe's. Mm-hmm. And they kind of had like almost like a nightclubish type vibe one time. And it was like super popping on the weekends. I was in there one night on a Friday night. It was niggas in the hallway right by the uh, check-in station. Dice game. Getting it at the Lowe's downtown Philly. I'm like, y'all, y'all have to have something better to do. That shit is nuts, man. Like, mm, 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 mm. Atlanta this weekend was insane. The uh, What happened with AG? Oh, AG Entertainment. So uh, Alex Gidewan, he uh, he had the whole slate of uh, events and artists for the weekend. So he literally has like seven or eight 
properties that he controls in Atlanta. And then he uh, also does something called the Dome now when yeah, they no, have the dome, big bro. events. So the Dome is literally a dome. Like he erects right. a venue, gets a transfers his other liquor licenses to this venue for to be able to, you know, serve liquor here and this, this, and this. And he literally just props the shit up and he ran the dome Friday, Saturday, Sunday with different artists. I think he had Moneybag Yo and Future one night. He had Meek and Bobby Schmurda Saturday. And then he had Lil Baby and Dirk on Sunday. And in between that, he still had all his other clubs. Uh, what's the fucking big club that everybody go to on uh, Compound? Compound? And then he grand opened Onyx Atlanta again, and they ran that all weekend. So it's just like, and he controlled all the talent. Like, all the top artists basically, like, gave AG first right of refusal because, like, what he's gotten into doing right before COVID hit, like 2019, he was buying out artists after party tour dates mm -hmm. so like say future go on tour he do 50 cities or whatever he got 50 potential after party markets because he want to sell out every show his future right. so he he went and bought all the after parties for the whole tour so if future could get a hundred grand he's buying them at a bulk rate of fifty thousand so fifty thousand times fifty what's that two point five million Huh, he goes all your money in advance. So this is the type of bread he's sitting on. Here's all your bread, and then he turns and negotiates the sale of the after party with all the individual promoters and venues and all the markets, and he makes his 50 grand. So his 2.5 turns into 5 million over the span of 50 dates, and he didn't have to do shit except just push the paper on it and just sell the date to somebody else Makes that's sense. willing to pay market value for it. So he's gotten into doing that. So he did that with Migos. He did it with... Yeah, the Migos and Future P seem cool again. Yeah. I mean, you know, money fixes everything. Yeah. And what's crazy is Joe Budden mentioned this on his podcast maybe like a month ago. <clears throat> and he was basically saying like, it sucks that when... Black people have an issue, it gets blown up and it's all in the media. And then when they fix their problem, nobody talks about right. shit. Like, nobody was like, oh, yeah, no, they pieced it up. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like their business was so deep with one another. It's like, like it's going to be a, a cash money Lil Wayne situation right. all over again because, like, Offset has a label. Why he has the They had the YRN label the Migos have, and then Offset has his own label. And he has an artist, Duke Deuce, that signed to him through QC to Motown. Then you got another artist that's the same thing. And then Quavo has his label, which I think is at Universal, though, uh, which is Huncho Records. He has the Pop Out Boys from New York and a couple other yeah. artists. So it's just like, yo, it's just, it just, it's very much an easier scenario if y'all could just work the shit out. Everybody got a lot of money, man. How did you feel about the actual goings-ons of the NBA shit? Um, I think it was cool. I like how they condensed it all into one day. They normally spread it out make more of a spectacle of it, but the way that they did it was dope. Steph was out there acting crazy all fucking night. Uh, won the three-point contest on the last shot. Uh, then he came out firing during the fucking game. Uh, then he had the dunk contest at halftime. I didn't see it, though. Who won the dunk contest? Uh, the Chinese guy with the fro. Really? Yeah. What's his name? I can't think of his name. Oh. Anthony Simmons on uh, Trailblazers. Oh, shit. It's like the backup point guard. Oh, got you. Was he any good? Not really. I didn't watch anything <laughs> from this weekend. <laughs> like the, um, I don't even know if he's Asian. 
He looks Asian. I remember actively talking to somebody yesterday, and they was like, "Wait, it's All Star Weekend? <laughs> like, yeah. like a regular working class?" Person? I, I personally thought the bull had better dunks. The Obi Toppin or whatever his name is. I mean, that's like all he's known for, pretty much. Yeah, like he, I think he had better dunks. I think he was like way better at like what he was doing. But yeah, they gave it to the bull, Anthony. Whatever. It's like the dunk contest needs to end. Like I, I know it's like we try to. You know, we every year Kenny Smith tries to hype us up into believing that this is going to be the one. Yeah. But we get one good one every six or seven years. That's honestly not a good percentile. They just need to leave <laughs> that shit alone. Like, yo, talk about the uh, Bleacher Report documentary. The one. Oh, the Dwayne Wade. The Dwayne Wade. Listen, did you see that? So Dwayne Wade basically remember a couple years ago with Aaron Gordon, he gave him the nine, and Aaron Gordon lost. The dunk contest. Bleacher Report basically did like a um. Uh, it's like a fake. It's like being funny. They did like a fake documentary on why it's called Behind the Nine. Like, and they went and got like his third grade teacher <laughs> and all these people, and they're talking about how he's never impressed with anything in life. And they discovered that even in the picture that he threw the alley oop to LeBron, where he threw his hands up, his hand is like this. And they like you could see he even gave that nine, <laughs> a nine. And a, it's the funniest shit out there. Bleacher Report is very good at the They're shit that they come up man. with. Like but, the way that they connect pop culture to sports culture, yeah, and shit it's like very that, good. It's very good. Um, I don't understand this. What team was Giannis on yesterday? Uh, team LeBron. Oh, he was on Team LeBron. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so. so he was. He had a perfect game. He uh, sixteen for sixteen. Had thirty five points. I would and, much rather. And he banked in a three. I would have much rather they gave it to Steph. Well, Steph came out cooking, and then he just did nothing the whole second half. Yeah, he kind of was chilling. <laughs> yeah, he was chilling. Him and Dame are nuts, man. Yo, they were just... Him and Dame are crazy. Like, Steph was, like, one step over yeah. the line in hitting that When shit. Dame hit the jump for the game, before he pulled, they had, like, another angle of it. When Dame got the ball, Steph turned around, put the three up, and started waving <laughs> to the crowd. Like, he's like, yeah, this shit, this, yeah. it's over. You know, him and Dame are just, they're just fun as shit. Dame has to get the fuck out of Portland. He really does. And, and I get it. He's like a loyal guy. He's like an old school guy. Like, I'm going down with the ship and all that shit, but he's wasting so much of his CJ McCollum and his box are not going to. No, it's not going to do it. Yeah, and not. even with them making deep playoff runs, it's like the very next season, you forget it. Because they'll, right. like, get swept in the first round. Exactly. They just went to the Western Conference Finals a couple years ago. Nobody remembers this shit. Let me ask you this. What exactly happened with the Barber situation with Joel Embiid? And- so, B- Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons went and got haircuts from somebody that was an approved NBA barber or whatever. Turns out the barber was exposed to COVID. Okay. So they ended up, I think, having the. Did they sit out the game? I think. Yeah, they didn't even travel. Yeah, they, he, he got one positive test and they're like, all right, you're staying here. Yeah, so it's basically like through the COVID tracing, they ended up having to sit the fucking game out. So that's why What's the Name had so many players on his team. <laughs> fucking Durant, because yeah. like. Yeah. All these injuries and then guys having to sit out for dumb shit like that. So, yeah, they ended up taking an L on that one. I saw mad rumbles. I saw mad goings-ons. Just nonsense. I saw motherfuckers running out the club. Niggas was rumbling the thing at Jimmy Jazz. (laughs) At Jimmy Jazz, I saw that. Like I don't. It, um, one of my homes. They put somebody picked up the uh, the shelf rack. Yeah, I seen that. <laughs> one of my homies that lived down there, he sent me to join. It was like this is really what goes on in these cities for All Star Weekend, and it was like mad pictures of Linux, and it was just 
niggas. Yeah. Like they weren't doing anything. No. Like motherfuckers was on this job. They waiting. Like that picture of me sitting in the sauna yesterday. That's what motherfuckers <laughs> was at. at the, yeah, at they're the wait, they're Just, waiting for you to spend a little bit too much money so they could follow you and knock you upside the fucking head in the parking lot. Me personally, I I, I don't even like being around that many folk. So it's like I don't understand the purpose of like I saw a nigga yesterday like a you know uh, I ain't gonna say legendary fraud but like he he, he be frauding a little bit you know what I'm saying like he, he, <laughs> no, he do his thing with a fraud too yeah and and, and not on, I don't mean like like making money fraud I mean like lying yeah like full uh, of shit yeah fraud. bullshit yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. I ain't mean, what you think this was like a legend, <laughs> like a real legend. No, no, just a dickhead. No, just yeah, a jad, you know, <laughs> just a dickhead. So, but he posted a picture in like one of them stores. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm like, I know he's not purchasing anything. <laughs> so it's like, what, what is the purpose? And it's just like, yeah, motherfuckers really just go to be in the way. Yeah, like the motherfuckers that used to go, remember back in the day when everybody was chasing Floyd around, they was going to all the Floyd fights and shit, the whole Philly would go and they would be watching it at like the Fridays in Vegas, <laughs> watching like, the fight at Fridays I remember, in the I'll, bar. I'll, I'll never forget when we was, at, uh, we was down Miami and somebody was like, Yo, let's go to Ball Harbor. And I was like, for what? I'm not buying anything. Yeah. And he looked at me like that Daniel Kaluuya John, <laughs> like, like that. And I'm just like, he's like, like, nigga, of course we ain't buying nothing. He was like, no, nah, that's it's, it's it's popping in that John. I'm like, but I have nothing to buy. So I'm like, I, I bought all my clothes. I, there's no, I don't. I need, brought clothes with me. I don't need to buy anything. <laughs> Contrary so to popular relief, I'm I'm all good on the outfit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> but I can understand going to Lenox Mall or going to Ball Harbor. Like yeah. when we went to uh. Um, where did we go recently? Charlotte. We went to South Park Mall. Yeah. Actually, bought sneakers. Yeah, yeah and like, and so it's like, yeah, it's like it makes sense if you're looking for something. You like, oh, I'm in the mood to buy this, or I want to get a new book bag, or I want to get a bag for her, or I want to get these shoes. Like, yeah. it makes sense. But if I know for a fact I'm not buying anything, yeah, there's no reason to be in this motherfucker. Yeah, like I'm going to Atlanta this weekend. I'm not buying shit. I'm taking the shortest Atlanta trip in history. I will be back in Philly by 8:30 a.m. on Monday. Like, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm getting the fuck out of here. So it's it's just I I like I purposely don't understand why they're especially with COVID and everything that's going on why is it such a demand for y'all to just go and be in the way yeah yeah see what I'm saying they just want to say that they was there oh man that shit was popping it's like it's like the it's like the pool shit like niggas got all that bread blew through it just so they can have a bunch of stories like yeah no nah, man remember summer 2020 like niggas just want to have a bunch of stories to tell shout out Mikey my homie the other day was like yo real shit like with everything that went on with this pool thing you know whatever whatever he was like I'm gonna keep it a buck with y'all because I know y'all trying to create content and y'all wanna do it y'all dead ass gonna like have to like do a documentary called like y'all show <laughs> poor stories and war stories and he's like yo we gonna need like an actual Joint, right. I'm like, dog, real shit. Like, I, that was one of my favorite episodes. You gonna have stories, a joint, fucking uh, pool of a uh, man, man, uh, 24th Street pool of veteran. Yeah, real <laughs> shit. Pool expert, five star pool of veteran. Yeah, real talk. Like that shit is is is. It's crazy to me to think that people really like are that starved for like anything to go on. That it's like, yo, I'm gonna go to Atlanta. I don't have any money. The one, did you see the chick with the whole waiting yeah. on my unemployment? That ended up being a farce. Of course it did. Yeah, she was home. No, that, that's <laughs> once you saw 88 fucking Jones, you knew it was complete bullshit. Yeah. But it's just wild because it's like there are people I know for a fact. There are people who really will like 
just to be at the popping situation, just yeah. to be at whatever birthday situation, whatever going on weekend, whatever. They'll literally go somewhere with a couple hundred bucks yeah. and they can't do anything when they, and it just this is stupid. They be hoping that the homies got them. Like hoping that somebody gonna pick the tab up. Oh man, just come on. When it's two hundred general admission, ain't no just come on. Cause I need to know when you're giving me my bread. Like, <laughs> it ain't that much of a good time in the world. And you also gotta know yourself too. You gotta know your limits, no know bullshit. what you're willing to do. I told you when I heard five and I and I not not I'm not no rich nigga, I, you know, but I, I I'm okay. But I heard five hundred dollar for a bottle of liquor and I was like, go get the car. Out of the <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna holler at y'all in a little bit. Because I know I'm not cool with that. Yeah. I'll spend five hundred dollars on these fucking Jordan fours all day long. For sure. But I'm not spending five hundred dollars on a bottle of liquor that I know that I could walk into the goddamn fine wine for $48. and get that joint for thirty eight dollars I know that. So it's just I'm cool on that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that that just I remember when uh that night y'all was y'all was at golf and social and I wouldn't come over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was at Sugar House. <laughs> Jules, Jules, shout out Jules. He was in there with his man Bocat from down yeah. south. And he was like, man, Chad in here. Uh, he, uh, Tate was in it. He was like, man, what the fuck? Come across the street. I'm like, fuck no, nigga. I'm, I was at, Literally across the street. I was at Sugar House and would not come over there. And he was like, he didn't realize because they came there with uh with, with Reefy and uh Poppy. Yeah. He was like, they didn't realize because he he's like, I'm so used to down south where shit is rolling until four or five in the morning. Yeah. He's like, they walked in there at like 115. He's like, he got three bottles or whatever the fuck he and got. And shit was over. And the shit was 12 something. Yeah. And he was like, literally, they came back around and was like, yeah, you know, the lights that came on. It was like, we getting close. He was like, the fuck? So he's like, yeah, I spent 1200 on three bottles. And <laughs> I'm just like, I would have called the police. Yeah, then, like, we, then, <laughs> then we left and went to recess and bought more liquor. That was a long night. He was like, you, you really not coming to recess? I'm like, no, <laughs> nigga. I'm, I'm up right now. Yeah, I don't miss that shit at all. Like, I'm so far removed from the club shit. Like, I'm dreading this weekend. Like, and I got to do it, whatever, because I agreed to do it. But it's just like, I'm just at a different place in my life. I'd much rather just be on a fucking, on a beach somewhere or a, res, or a fucking villa chilling. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, the, the nightclub shit just give me anxiety. Yo. Yeah, I, I, I the the last two times I've done it, which is once in the, each in the last two years, it was fun. That's about all I could take. Once a year, you know what I'm saying? It's like a yeah. flu shot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like I could do it once a year, maybe. But yeah, I was um, doing that shit six nights a week, my nigga, yeah, for about I, I don't seven, see, I, eight years. I was saying that shit the other day. I don't see how people do that shit night in and night out. I was I, wearing myself the fuck out. Yeah, I, I don't understand that shit at all. All in all, the 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 All-Star Weekend shit, for what it was with COVID, it seemed like they did a pretty good job. As far, yeah. The little baby and 2 chain shit was bizarre. <laughs> I still don't understand. Little baby bricked the shit out Yo, of that free throw. I, you see little baby afterwards was like... um. Hey man, look, I'm really rich. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, like I don't give a fuck about visiting no motherfucking jump shot. The um, I wanna we got two big things I want to discuss before we get out. Yeah, here. we got okay. about 45 minutes. I I, I want to talk about because we're gonna save some shit for our Patreon facts. But I want to talk about this Drake shit okay. so that everybody can fully understand it because we're working our Patreon up. But we have way more listeners on here, and this shit needs to be discussed. Yes, it needs to be put out there for everyone. Do you want to go or should I go? Uh, you Because you have a whole theory. I have a theory. Okay. Drake released Scary Hours 2 the other day. Fact. It's a pack 
uh, quarantine pack, I guess, is the thing yeah. now. Doing three and four songs and putting them yeah, out. Yeah, I think Meek gets the credit for that. I think uh, Meek should get the credit for that also. And because Apple and these uh, streaming companies are actively using that as a marketing right. tactic. Like, I got a text message that said, new drink pack out, Scary Hours 2. And I was like... I'd never heard music be described as a pack before. He released Scary Hours 2. It's three songs on there. It's What's Next, Once and Needs featuring Lil Baby, and then the Lemon Pepper Freestyle featuring the boss, Ricky Rose. Ricky Rose. Rose! The pack came out like all Drake songs do, especially the whole Scary Hours thing. It comes out midnight, one in the morning. Mm -hmm. It came out... I myself am a Drake fan. You're a Drake fan. Rod's a Drake fan. We literally, I listened to the three songs straight through. I think it's hilarious that you, me, and Ra all had the same reaction. We all said, <laughs> they sound cool, but it's too much to unpack right now. Yeah. I'll get into this tomorrow. And we left it alone. Yeah. Me and Jules talked about it the other day, and we came to the conclusion, I hope this doesn't go over people's heads. People who hate Drake like him more than the people who love him. Does that make any sense? It makes a lot of sense. They're too invested. There were full-on derogatory think pieces <laughs> done and posted online at 3.17 a.m. the other day. And I'm like, how did you get this far into this as someone who doesn't like him? And the people who do like him yeah. are like, yeah, I'm going to fuck with this tomorrow. Yeah. I'm going to get me some shut-eye because, you know. <laughs> I shit to do tomorrow. I got a big yeah. day. Might go to Bed Bath & Beyond. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Best Buy. <laughs> That's my shit But yo I, I, we, we sat there And we talked about it I'm just like Watching people who, who don't like him Or don't fuck with him You had to see my homie On Facebook He literally had like Posts Like mad posts And I'm just like Dog yeah. And he kept putting The, 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 the Nipsey Hustle flag emoji <laughs> like, you know, and, and, and it was just like We lost real ones For this shit That's going now like, You do know Nipsey Like loved Drake yeah. Like they were good friends yeah. They have a song together It's called Killers yeah. They were good friends yeah. It's just wild Watching the people Who don't like him Or don't fuck with him Try to like Curve opinions And yeah. it doesn't work And the part for me In this situation That I, I take from it Is Charlemagne Went out there And said that The Drake era Was, was over. over Yeah, And I'm, I'm This is my knock Or my, my trouble with that Drake's last album Was his most successful album Drake's last tour Was the biggest tour In rap history Yeah Drake in 2018 Had 13 top 10 records 5 number ones the Beatles never did that shit. Yeah. <laughs> so then you turn around now and you have Laugh Now, Cry Later, number two record in the world. Life is Good with Future, number two record in the world. Well, in America. And it's got 1.6 billion streams now. You see, what I'm, YouTube saying? You see what I'm saying? Just on YouTube. So, so now you got the Certified Lover Boy album coming and he drops this pack. Three, three, three tracks. The Lemon Pepper Freestyle. And I hope this don't make people upset. Well, I don't, I don't give a fuck if it make them upset. For the Drake era to be over, he can still cause confusion that no other rapper can. Absolutely. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And this is why I wanted you to go first. Because <laughs> Jay-Z two weeks ago dropped a song with Nipsey Hussle for the Judas and Black Messiah soundtrack. It wasn't that. The yeah. fanfare just was... The, the people just didn't react the way they react to this. Exactly. And I literally sat there yesterday and I'm like, yo, who do you have as the best producer in rap history? 
And rap Dre. Who do you have second? Uh, probably Pharrell. Who do you have as number three? Timberland. See where I'm going with that? I knew that's what you were going to say because Timberland's my number three producer of all time. The number three producer in a lot of people's eyes, three or four for most people, is one of the best producers in rap history. Yeah, he's, man he's, is like he's, he's universally top five. He literally posted a video begging Drake and Ross <laughs> to do an album. You don't get that from other people. Yeah. Who do you think is the best basketball player ever? Uh, LeBron. LeBron literally posted a tweet where Kuz was like, man, Drake and Ross is like Scotty and Mike. He like, no, 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 no. They like KD and Steph. Like, they don't miss. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't get this reaction from the sports and entertainment world from nobody else but him. Yeah. So to say that the era is over and then he posts that, put that out, to see these people. Sports Center did a segment on it. <laughs> I said, this is insane. <laughs> this is rap music. <laughs> Sports Center dead ass showed the fucking highlight from a collegiate game. Then they came back to the studio. They had a picture of Drake hugging DeMar DeRozan and the line, the uh, Am I City, City Love, Love Me, me like, like DeMar DeRozan. And I'm just like, this is nuts. The worldwide leader in sports is discussing <laughs> a freestyle. <laughs> this is crazy. And he, no one else can cause that That. Confusion. Yeah. Like, we, we saw it with the control freestyle. What a control verse. Yeah. That's where, like, the last one where it was like, everybody's like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, yeah. And my man said it. He was like, yo, for motherfuckers who go out of their way to be like, I hate when he sing. Why the fuck he be doing that Jamaican shit? Why he don't just rap? The man dropped a song rapping for four minutes to the point where you low-key forgot Ross was on there. For sure. And motherfuckers is like... That's the only hot song. On the, and it just, you can't appease my. Somebody had a tweet that said, Lil Baby. Oh, I saw four of that, the greatest that tweets. That said, Lil Baby uh, ran Drake on uh, on one song, so he came back and fucked Ross up because listen, of it. <laughs> listen, these was the fucking three craziest tweets that I saw. You ready for this? Mm -hmm. The first tweet I saw was, <laughs> God damn, Drizzy was out of control on this show. Ross and his lies couldn't keep up. <laughs> that was the first one I saw. The second tweet I saw, it was a picture of Rick Ross sitting there with like the dumbfounded face, and the caption was like, "When you didn't bring enough lies to the session." <laughs> <laughs> so then this was the, and this is how I know things have just changed in social media because ten years ago this tweet would have went off without a hitch, people would have laughed, and this would have been whatever. May Man got his page deleted because of the tweet. Because of this tweet, are you ready for this? Because I, I actually got the tweet before it's going. But if you go now, it says user is n n profile Damn. not existing. You saw everybody posting pictures of Drake and Rick Ross. Well, posting about Drake and Rick Ross and posting a picture of Scotty and Mike. And be like, and, and the caption being Drake and Ross on Lemon Pepper Freestyle. Yeah. Or they post Shaq and Kobe with their stat line and be like Drake and Ross on the Lemon Pepper Freestyle. Yeah. Or they post a picture of... Uh, KD and Steph, like how LeBron was like, no, they KD and Steph. Yeah. Somebody the other day posted a picture. It's the caption said Drake and Ross on the Lemon Pepper Freestyle. The picture was John Allen Muhammad and Lee Boy Malvo. I was like, come on, man. I was like, what am So. <laughs> So I was going through the comments and somebody was oh like, come on, bro, 17 people died. <laughs> and he commented back, hey, look, them niggas don't miss. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck, man? I was like, come on, uh, man. 
For y'all, those of y'all that don't know, John Allen Muhammad and Leroy Mallow are the DC, DC snipers. Somebody <laughs> <laughs> really didn't posted catch a that. picture of them. Was like drinking raw sort of living <laughs> for freestyle. If you like, gotta get your your page deleted, that's a worthy yo, p- tweet to get your page deleted for. And 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 it, it's wild though because it's like yo, they like you know they they really don't miss together. They really do put out phenomenal. They bring something out of each other. Yeah, it's like I posted the other day the drone with LeBron from Game Six. That face, like yeah. when he see Ross walk in the studio, it's something just come over him because literally, my man the other day was like, yo. When you start talking about Drake, ten best verses of his life, life, seven of them might be Ross, Ross songs. Yeah. Like he did Aston Martin music with Ross. Did Stay scheming, scheming with yeah. Ross. Lord knows, with like it's it's just what the fuck. So I had a conversation with, my, with one of the guys I work with, and we were talking about top ten rappers, and I was like. This is mind you. This was a couple of days before okay. the scary hours two drop. So he was like, um, "What are we just talking about rap or whatever?" And I was like, "My top five really don't change. You know what I'm saying? I got Biggie, I got Nas, I got Pac, I, I got Jay, I got Wayne. That's my top five. And I was like, my top six through ten, it's Ice Cube, it's Snoop, it's Drake, it's DMX, and then that tenth spot is just wherever I'm at that day. It could be Eminem, it could be Scarface, it could be fucking Big Pun, it could right. be Mace, it could be Cam, it could be anybody. Beans." But I'm like honestly, I think at, at, I'm, I, Drake is. You you might have to start. I might personally have to start moving him up. Like and he was like, damn, really? I'm like, he's a double entendre king. Yeah. Like he's figured that shit out the way no one has figured he it said out. Something super simple that he said on the joint. He said he said you gotta had a link before you order these. Dog. I'm just like, cut this off. Like just simple sh- direct shit like that. That's he, a double entendre. You gotta he, had a link before you order these. He said. All my Rolls Royces got a different body. Facts. Man- the Mansory, Mansory kitted out with, with every option. option. I just learned about Mansory on right. Wednesday. You know, I'm a, I'm a car guy, so it's like... <laughs> I just learned about Mansory on Wednesday. He's rapping about it Thursday night. I'm like, I hate this. It's like when people like the, the Lauder Jet Maybach. That's a whole different style. Of, exactly. Like the EWB Phantom. That's a whole different... Like, yeah. You know, I'm a car motherfucker, so I be Meekum and all the DuPont shit, so I know about it. But it's just like, yeah, no. Nah, he just raps on another level. And when he yeah. gets to doing them... Like, even down to like when you listen to 4 p.m. in Calabasas, and he's like, all of y'all promoters are janky. We connected like the Yankees, the whole fucking gang thinkers. We move militant, but somehow y'all the ones tanking. There's no limit to where we can take this. And I'm like, just shit like yeah, that. And people overlook that shit. We we move militant, but somehow <laughs> y'all the ones tanking. There's no limit to where we can take this. <laughs> like he just be playing. He was on puff ass on that. Yeah, he just be playing. Yeah, he was on puff ass bad on that drum. All smiles, Kevin Durant trials. I must have blew it in a court. It cost me a milli. I'm walking on all charges. That's my new Achilles. <laughs> he fucked Puff up so bad on that John. Puff went on the Breakfast Club was like, "Me and Drake don't have no problems." Yeah. That is my favorite rapper. Drake is family. Yes, you hear me? And Ross <laughs> Ross did a phenomenal job on Lemon Pepper Free. Killed it. But he rapped for a minute, and it's just yeah, it, it, it wasn't just, enough. It just kind of gets forgotten. Yeah. Literally, the 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 shit started, and I was explaining the shit to my man Chris. I'm just like, Doug. My heart just turned purple. 360 off up front. It all come comes full, full circle. circle. I'm like, and that was the knock on Drake for years. That he was yeah. in a terrible deal. Yeah. And we talked about it the other day, and we don't got sugarcoat. The deal was awful. It was yeah. a bad deal for him. And you could yeah. how you it was a bad deal. Yeah. You you sign to fucking Prince and Old Man. They signed to Cortez and Wayne. <laughs> and they signed to Birdman. That's the shit and push they the signed team was the talking about. Then that's shit push <laughs> the team was talking about. You yeah. was in a bad deal. Yeah. But the thing with them bad deals is they end. 
Yeah. Just like them tables, they turn. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I was in a bad deal till I wasn't. Yeah. Now I'm not in a bad deal to the point where Lucius Grange, who's the head of Universal, yeah. literally came out and was like, yeah, Drake doesn't have a budget. Yeah, he, and that's rarefied air. Only only in, in rap, I've only ever heard of three artists having that setup, which was Eminem, mm-hmm. Jay-Z, and now Drake, where they've gone on record to say, they don't have a deal structure. Like it's whatever they want it to be. Like Eminem. Like I, I know somebody that worked for uh, Universal uh, Accounting in like the uh, payroll department. And Eminem would literally be like, "Oh yeah, I just did an album. Blah blah blah. I'm about to turn it in. Advance me 18 million against the album." And he would recoup the it's first a, week. It's essentially <laughs> what was happening with Wayne. Just Wayne. They was fucking around with Wayne because exactly. Wayne had that same type. Yeah, of Wayne he had an a, advance for a hundred. Wayne's album, uh, not Wayne's album. Wayne's deal after Carter. Three was four albums, a hundred and forty million. Mm. They advanced him seventy up front. It was a collaboration of it was him plus the Young Money shit. So however the breakdown per album was, so it might right. have been a hundred for the four albums and forty for Young Money. But it was a hundred and forty million. Future has the same deal. Future right? got one twenty. The same, basically. The was same, it one forty? One forty. Yeah, I thought it was one four albums, one forty. <laughs> yeah. The same deal right now at Epic, where they gotta advance you seventeen five up front on the album and seventeen five on the back end, mm-hmm. but they know they're gonna make the money. Yeah. Like Future got the most consecutive number one albums in since like Tupac or some yeah. shit like that. So it was like they know it's a sound investment. Eminem, same thing. He's getting advanced 18, 27 million, shit like that. He recouping yeah. the first week Duh. because he was selling CDs. Yeah. So it was different. Yeah. Now, so for now, we're Drake in an era where it ain't no hard copies. It ain't no. It ain't. You, it, there's no cost. There's no cost. Yeah. And he can get forty up front. An album. Duh. It's like literally. Lucian Grain said he doesn't have a budget. He said Drake don't have a budget. It's so, whatever he, so whatever we, he wants, so, whatever he feels appropriate. So I'm literally listening to it, and he like, you know, my heart just turned purple. Three sixty up front. It all comes full circle. I'm like. Jesus, because <laughs> that was the knock. He was in a 360. Yeah. Now I can get 360 up front. You know, 360 full circle. Yeah. I'm like, this is line number one. Right. I'm like, oh, this is about to be a bloodbath. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, just completely playing around. And it's just like, dog, the, the um, what was the line? Uh, the money's all good. Just pay me. I'm at the Rondo. Real life. The whole fam goons like, like Rallo. One, one truck, truck in front of me, me. One behind me to follow. I'm like, he's just fucking around. Yeah, he's paying. That point. means he's paying attention to everything. He's just fucking because around. Rallo is in the minutia of hip hop culture. Dope. Like Rallo represents a certain thing. Like mm-hmm. when you when you understand what was going on with Rallo and niggas on the. He invented getting on the PJs with the P's and all that. Mm-hmm. Like it's a certain thing that go along with Rallo. And he Muslim, Drake around a bunch of Muslims. Like mm-hmm. it's a whole thing to that. That's like past the simplistic part of just the the fam goon shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you gotta understand the minutia of Atlanta culture and the bluff to understand yeah. that that is a that's a a real bar. Yeah. He he um. These days, fame is disconnected from excellence. Half the time, I, I got to ask niggas what their profession, profession is. is. Usher the generation, and these are where my confessions live. It's just, I, I literally said the other day, if you don't like this, you, you, you can't possibly be like, oh, I like rap. Right. Because this is good rap. <laughs> exactly. This is phenomenal rap, in fact. Yeah. To the point where everybody in the industry and around the industry reacted to the shit and was like, oh, no, Drake's not fucking around. Yeah. This is this is nuts. This is something else. So this is I'm going to let you go. But this is something I saw today. And I just go into the, the Drake era being yeah. over. Um, Where is it? OK. Lemon Pepper Freestyle debuted at number four on global Spotify. 
Um, What's Next debuted at number one, and Once It Needs debuted at number two. Scary Hours 2 is aiming to sell between 140 and 170 million first week. Um, Scary Hours EP could sell a combined 1 million units in the first week. It's on pace to do 140 million to 170 million streams. Right. And it combined could sell 1 million <laughs> units in the first week. So peep how crazy this shit is, right? You ready for this? The top three songs on Spotify are all Scary Hours too. What's Next, 3.6 million. Once It Needs, 3.4 million. Lemon Pepper Freestyle, 3.1 million. Lemon <laughs> Once It Needs with Lil Baby is on pace to be number seven on the Billboard Hot 100 next week. Lemon Pepper Freestyle is on pace to be number four on the Billboard Hot 100 That's next nuts. week. What, what's next is currently pacing to be number one debut on the Hot 100 next week. And that's what people are saying is the worst song on the project. Drake put out an EP called Scary Hours 2. He's on pace to have all three of them in the top be in ten. the top ten <laughs> with one of them debuting at number one. Two in the top five. With the Drake era being over. <laughs> you know what else debuted at number one? Chris Brown run it. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> think about that. Yeah. You know what else debuted or, or at number one? Montel Jordan's This, this is, is How, how we, we Do It. it. Yeah. Songs just don't debut at number one. So to have this be on pace to debut at number one on an EP in the middle of the week is fucking nuts. Yeah. So he's a different animal. And man. that's what the Drake era being over. Um, I think that this project represents like the rap level that's being displayed. Lemon Pepper freestyle especially, but even on what's next, he's saying some shit. He just he he's just fucking around with his flow on that John, and he's like changing the sound a little bit. Um, but I think that it represents like. Yeah, I heard y'all niggas. Like, I heard y'all niggas. Mm -hmm. Watch this. Like, and he just kind of like put motherfuckers in a place again because mm -hmm. he's done it before with all of the time series and all of that. But it's like that's kind of what it represents. But um, I kind of want to start my thing. I got a whole rundown and like a theory about Drake. We um, talked about it the other day. We we talked about it the other day. But um, my homie had a had a tweet the other day. Uh, one of the one of the guys I follow on Twitter, and he said every time Drake dropped the timeline, get weird. And I really had to think about that, and I'm like, absolutely. It's mm -hmm. like it's every time it's on time. Like that's why I said no one can cause this confusion. And it's always like you see a little bit of hesitancy on the behalf of certain people to speak out, and then whoever they look up to on the timeline say whatever they gotta I, I say. I literally say this all the time. And then it, and then it just starts like the avalanche just starts from there. But I think I finally figured it out with Drake as far as like what separates him from everybody else, and it's it's a real simple thing that's like been in our face. But I think Lemon Pepper Freestyle kind of like solidified it, and it's just like. The fact that his lifestyle is so much better than everybody else's and his life is so much better than everybody else's and his taste level is at the top of the top is what allows him to craft music in a way that he's so far ahead of the pack that by the time they catch up, he's already somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, the Jay-Z shit from the 90s where Jay would be, you know, talking about 
princess cuts and this, this, and this, and niggas is just getting their first chain, and then by the time they catch up to be able to afford the platinum, he's already doing some other shit. The fuck you done in that? Exactly. Yeah. So, it, so it's that shit. You know what I'm saying? And Drake is doing it in the same manner, but a little bit different because it's more instantaneous, mm-hmm. like in, in our face, because of the internet era and he drops music very very frequently and for his time Jay dropped music frequently he was doing two albums a year at one point but that doesn't compare to just the way Drake is like covering the board when he's like in album mode and gearing up for album mode the way that he covers the board is unlike anybody else and he makes his all his features be counting, like sicko mode and uh, the Black Boy JB record and shit like that. Like he makes it to where all of his records count. But when you talk about like his life, you got f- you four hundred million up. You you just really scratching thirty years old. You literally run the music business and are keeping the lights on for the music companies and the streaming companies. We just talked about the fact that he's on pace to have three top ten records debut and a number one debut on really these are the throwaways. Like mm-hmm. this is not the project. This is not the single. These are just records. Like, oh all right, I could give y'all these because these are still mm-hmm. for the album, whatever that's coming out in April. He's literally calling his own plays. He punches his own tickets to anything and he has access to everyone important in the world. Royalty. Athletes like and again, it's like that reaction to his music are all leaders of industry are all like reacting to his shit the way like we would react to some some Quilly or some Meek or whatever Mm -hmm. being from Philly. Like these are the top of the top people that are reacting to his shit in a way where they like, I just got to tell everybody how I feel about this. like how y'all thought Vanessa listened to Meek. Exactly. Like these people are actually actually listening, listening to Drake. <laughs> yeah, and it's like he's like showing motherfuckers like the difference between like being a star and being a superstar, and what happens when a superstar drops impactful music in the way that motherfuckers react to it. Like I think that he not only knows it, but he understands how to present his music in a way that's digestive, intriguing, and entertaining. And I think that. Jimmy Iovine says something really prolific about Drake and Future the Prince probably like two years ago. And he's like, they are the smartest people in the music industry. Yeah. Like They understand everything about culture and music production and the marketing aspect of it and everything. Like, And he puts his music out in a way where it's like he's styling on motherfuckers, but it's still, he leaves you like breadcrumbs to go the, and look shit up. Can I say that? Because I, I said this the other day in a group chat. I was just like, the thing with Drake is a lot of his bars... Are below the surface. Yes, you know what I'm saying. It's like a submarine almost. Whereas, like you look at like Rick Ross. Rick Ross is an above the surface rapper. Four stacks for the hills on my bitch feet. It is what it is. You don't have to think about this. Right. <laughs> the, the, the shoes cost four thousand right. dollars. You know, Rick Ross say, you know, curtains in the make back, bitch, peek in. You know, like it just he's in a Jeezy. Goddamn, then nigga can't draw. You know, like everything is above the surface yeah. when I use. Where Drake can literally haul off and be like, "Now I hit the FBO with duffels in my hand," and the average motherfucker is like, the "Fuck is the FBO?" Yeah, he man story kitted out with every option. The fuck was a man story? He he drops these little breadcrumbs for you to follow to be like. So if you're a lifestyle person and you're into that kind of shit, you're gonna be like, "Damn, I gotta get my lifestyle better." Like, what do you say? Uh, I wrote this on a bumpy flight. Uh, flying over Chattanooga out here trying to spread the movement. I just bought me the Mercedes Puma. You niggas never heard of it. You got to hit up Google. 
It's that sort of that, shit. That's, that's him. So it's like a lot of his shit, when he say certain shit, it's like, I get two million a pop and that's standard for me. Then you go and look and see that his tour had 54 dates right. and made 109 <laughs> million. And you like, damn, you made two million a night. Exactly. <laughs> when he say, you know, um, I'm not attending if I do a show and get a ticket. You know, a ticket is a million. I mean, that Birdman shit. Yeah, that's Birdman flip, shit from, flipping, the, flipping, from the 90s. Flipping chickens, getting tickets, playboy. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, he, like, it's a lot of them little subtle yeah. stunts and little shit that go like on. Like my homie son, he in the Maldives right now. And he, uh... He what he say? He said he used the Drake John. He said uh he said uh, uh private villas only. Never touched the resort. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's that lifestyle Love. shit that the young motherfuckers is like. I need to be on that. You know what I'm saying? And motherfuckers is finding their way. He said the the flooded French immersion with the Secret Service. The shit is so obvious, but it defeats the purpose. Like <laughs> he just playing. He just be stalling on motherfuckers. Yeah. So it's like so to that point, and I'm, that was a perfect interjection. So if I'm a rapper of equal skill level. But I have less perspective and my quality of life is not where his is. I can't really get to where he's at because by the time I close the margin, he widens it again. Right. So it's like, it's like, all right, I'm two years behind. At this present moment, I might be two years behind the nigga. But by the time I catch up to that point, he's four years ahead of me again. And it's like. What the fuck? Because the the lifestyle is so because he has access to like I said before to right. all of these different people, leaders of industry. So when they drop the fucking new Mercedes, they call Drake. Oh, we want to put the Maybachs in the video and da da da. And Nike is you don't you doing a collab with Chrome Hearts and for your clothing line for Nocta. Right, and the, right, we right. gonna put the do it at Nike campus like so his access like he's balling on the jumbotron. Right. And the average motherfucker is playing on closed circuit TV. I remember having this conversation with somebody. And we were talking about um, the best albums ever, and I was like, to me, it's life at the death. You know what I'm saying? Like, for sure. I, I think it, it. You could argue doggy style. You could even put Give It to Die Trying. It's a lot of things you put up there, but I'm like, life at the death to me was like Biggie ascending to something. And a lot of times when you look at rappers, a lot of rappers don't get better from their first album. Right. They don't give you better content. They don't give you better music. They don't give you a better uh, view of the world. Nothing. But I'm like, when you listen to Ready to Die and you hear Biggie tell you about being on Fulton, you know, fucking with the little hoes, selling his drugs, carrying his gun. And his lumberjack And all of that shit Then you hear life at the death And it's just like You could tell he had traveled He had a right. lot more money He had an understanding Of who he was In his community And to the rap world That shit is like progression Even when you listen to like Nipsey You could really see the progression In a lot of songs from uh, Mailbox Money Or Crenshaw to where listening to Victory Lap and you can really hear like right. him on grinding on my life and just the humility that comes through when he's talking his shit on young nigga and all yeah. and that be the joint where like a lot of artists really don't like progress and yeah. do anything different. In order to make prolific music, you gotta experience shit. You have to. You have to like good, bad, or ugly, wins or losses, you gotta be able to experience shit and then have the perspective in it to find the lesson of how you present it like in your Biggie music. doesn't make some of them songs on Life After Death if he don't go through that whole East Coast West Coast nonsense right. like he don't make my downfall you know what I'm saying he doesn't make you nobody till somebody kills you and shit like Man. that you have to go through shit and you can really really see it in these type Jones when he does his Jones like damn the lifestyle really is like it's an important piece yeah it's a very important piece so it's like so you know it's like 
you look at like Jay in the nineties and into the two thousands. After Big and Pac died, the 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 margin between Jay and everybody else was so fucking wide. Even like, and you had guys like Nas that was phenomenal rapper, a better MC than Jay, but not a better rapper. And that's a different category that people don't really understand because the rapper shit, your lifestyle matters. Mm -hmm. The presentation and the pop and circumstance around everything matters. Macho Man wasn't necessarily the best wrestler, but he was must-see TV. Right. And we wanted to see that crazy <laughs> motherfucker every single time oh, yeah, because yeah, of yeah. all of the other shit. You gotta be telling me, me yeah, you go <laughs> <laughs> Macho Man was nuts. So it's like, so when you look at you look at like Jay in, Jay in the 90s into the 2000s, no wife, no kids, you got a hundred million when that was like having a billion. Right. So not only did you understand What's happening now You know what's next You up on every trend Before they happen And you setting the trends And You fucked every bad chick So it's like Like Wendy Williams Went on the radio When she had the number one Radio show in the country Was like Yeah Jay Z has sex With every woman He does a record with yeah. Like this is the number one media personality in the world. She's like, yeah, Jay Z has sex with all of them girls and blah blah blah, and like th that was news mm -hmm. because Jay don't talk to y'all. So now y'all gotta talk to people around him in order to be the news, right? So it's like, so to me, the Drake shit is like the Jay cycle all over and over again, but it's a little bit bigger because he's reached certain heights that Jay reached sooner because he had Jay as a blueprint. Mm -hmm. So he already seen Jay do it. He like, I'm going to do that shit. But I came in at 20 as opposed to 26. So I got a whole extra six years of planning to get where the fuck I'm trying to go mm -hmm. to the point where now you 31, 32 years old with 400 million, a $360 million deal partnership with Nike, a fucking partnership with Chrome Heart. You got all of this shit going you, on. You have a hundred million dollar house. You have the fucking Air Canada Center, which is practically your backyard. The fucking world champion Raptors practice at your facility. facility. You have a 737 as your private with plane. With fucking clouds painted on it. it, it, <laughs> like, it just, I was saying it the other day. I would love to. It, we, we might not get it for a while, but I'd love to hear a track with him and Jay-Z rapping together because it would be so different. Than what Pound Cake was, right? Because you in the in the grand scheme of things, Pound Cake was what 2013. Yeah, it's like a lifetime away. So you're talking about eight point. years ago. Yeah, and you could really when you listen to Pound Cake and you hear Drake, um, uh, after hours at El Molino, um. Ten, uh, what do you say? I the contract to, like 91 Dan Marino. I swear to God, Michael Rapino boots on my ego. Overly focuses far from the time to rest now. Debates growing about who they think is the best now. He's rapping. But then when Jay come on and he's like, I had a Benz before you had, had braces. braces. The all black oh, Maybach, but, but I'm, I'm not a racist. racist. The inside's whiter than Carrie Pays, Katie's Perry faces. Yellow diamonds in my Jesus. I just might learn to speak Mandarin. A Japanese for the gen that I'm, I'm handling. handling. Yeah. International hove that like Jay was just styling on that yeah. joint because the lifestyle. Because the lifestyle. He what the fuck is rappers gonna tell you about <laughs> Japanese fucking with yen and like <laughs> yeah. what? They they, they you know, motherfuckers is just leaving New York. Yeah. So it's like, and that's the joint. But it's like now the lifestyle is like it's in the same spot. Yeah, because the dip, the money ain't the same, but the lifestyle is caught up in a lot. You in the ballpark. You in the ballpark. When I got four hundred and you got one point four, I'm closer than when you got five hundred and I got fifty. Right. Like I'm closing the gap at a rapid fucking pace. I'm closing the gap. Like let's keep it a buck. He's out earned Jay a lot of years recently. Yeah. Like one of them years, Jay earned forty six. Drake earned like ninety five. Right. Because you that big of a fucking draw when it comes yeah, to the when, touring and, when you and everything have the, else. When you have that. 
presence that's submitted in the marketplace to where everything revolves around you, you're going to get money right. because everybody's invested in your brand. Like we saw fucking old footage from before with Jay, like when he was doing uh like the MTV behind the scenes, the video, making a video and shit like that. And he like, man, he's like, Jordan don't come with this motherfucking money. Like ain't nothing shaking. Like I, I could rhyme some shit with Reebok fast. Reebok, we hot. Like I dictate what the fuck going on. Yeah. They said Jay used to call niggas and be like, yeah, uh, they like, well, he'd call people back. Well, yeah, how much you want to do the song? Blah, blah, blah. I want 750 and hang up and laugh. And then they'd call back a day later. All right, cool. We cleared the 750. Like just goofy shit like that. And this was when 750 was 750. Right. You get 750,000 for 16 yeah. bars and shit like that. You can go buy 15 rainbows. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> Loaded joint. Loaded. Autobiographies. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. The um I would I would like to see Jay and, and Drake do a rap like pound cake too. Yeah. Cause I feel like the 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 talk would be way more similar. It'd be it'd be insane. Cause Jay was just popping shit on pound cake. Just that I'm filthy rich, I get into what the fuck y'all don't get into type <laughs> shit. Exactly. So the um but all in all, I think the the three songs are pretty good. I like my favorite joint is like I know this is gonna sound crazy. What's next is my shit. Yo, I I went I'm back pl- to I'm, it. I've played it so many times yeah. in the last two days. I, I like what like to where I'm like the lemon pepper freestyle is cool, but it's a freestyle. Yeah, it really doesn't have a where it's you kind of like a diplomatic immunity from the uh, the first scary hours where it's like it's just rap. It's just real. It's just like rapping. So it's not like nothing you can seriously get into like a crazy bop with the shit. Yeah, and then he's rapping so offbeat. Yeah. In the song I already know that uh, What's next gonna be like Number one song on Peloton And all that yeah, <laughs> Like, like this gonna be The number one workout song In the universe It's literally They said it's it's on pace To be debut at number one On the Hot 100 Yeah So the, uh, We got a few minutes left So we I was, talk- gonna, I was gonna say Do you wanna do I wanna talk Gucci- about Jay I'm gonna say You wanna do Gucci vs. Everybody In the yeah, that's exactly. what I was thinking because that yeah. matches with okay. Yeah, so but I want to talk about check Jay. out our Patreon if you haven't signed up, sign up because we're going into the Gucci versus everybody and everything else with the fucking finessing and all that bullshit. Yeah, so uh, I definitely uh, want to talk about this Jay Z shit. Patreon.com backslash official trpe. Um, all of our all of our socials and websites and all that is uniform now. I love it. Yes. Uh, we we got a real media company now. This it's is great. Lit, it's fucking great, and we got money in the bank. This is awesome. right, right. That's not- <laughs> <laughs> I was explaining to Matt how much money we had banked. He was like, "Excuse me." Yeah, it's fucking lit. This shit, we're running a real company now. This shit is great. Should have been asking y'all for money a long time right. ago. It's not a racket. Fuck <laughs> it up. Yeah, it's not a racket no more. So uh, in the last. 14 days Jay literally broke the bank twice He sold 50% of Armando Brignac uh, Known to Negroes everywhere As Ace of Spade To uh, LVMH For 300 million Um, He gains LVMH's Worldwide distribution network um, Along with You know Their marketing Tactics And all of that shit And you know The distinguishedness Of being attached to uh, Moet and Hennessy In the top luxury house In the universe Mm He then He then Proceeded to outdo himself about a week later. He brought back his third of title from T-Mobile and then sold it uh, along with some additional percentage to Square founder Jack Dorsey for two hundred and ninety-six million. In this deal, this is the the minutia. This is the important shit. Jay gains a seat on Square's board of directors and will begin to immediately make decisions for Square, Seller, and Cash App. Over these two deals in the last two weeks, his net worth has increased from 
one one billion to a little over one point four billion. That's a forty percent increase on two deals, and he still has a lot of chips to play business wise in terms of. His 50% of Rock Nation, he still has additional percentages in title stakeholds that he has. Um, and he still has 50% of uh, Armando Brignac. Mm-hmm. So he's still got a lot of shit that he can do. The It's, it's still like another billion out there. Easy. Yeah. Easy another billion. So we <clears throat> have been, uh, we were talking in our group chats and all that, and then it trickled on the Twitter a little bit um, about... What the fuck is Jay doing? When you liquidate at this type of rate to this, raise this, this sort of this cash, fast. you're trying to do something. Like, it looks like he's trying to bust a move. Yeah. My theory, and I took it to Twitter, and niggas is telling me I don't know what I'm talking about, but I always know what I'm talking about because I have perspective and perception. I think he's trying to buy a football team. Yeah. And I, th- you said Jay's gonna own a football team before 2024, and I commented on it was like 2022. Like the if you read the tea leaves, which I know black people hate to do, the fix is already in. He partnered with the NFL to become the czar of fucking halftime shows in entertainment. Okay, yes. <clears throat> then you're running around with Roger Goodell doing fucking basically like seminars and fucking speakeasies and shit with Roger Goodell. The NFL has a fucking major issue when it comes to African American yeah, diversity, equity, inclusion. All the way around. You're an African American who seems to be liked by pretty much every African American <laughs> beneath you. Yes. You you represent the cool factor to the black like, community. While Robert Smith and what's the one who owns the uh TV network? Um the Weather Channel. Oh, uh, Byron Allen. Byron Allen. While they they might be richer. Yeah. They don't have the popularity. Or the cachet. And they don't have the marriage with Beyonce. And then the fact yeah. that you got every young black person yeah. in America look up to you. And they, 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 you're the perfect storm. For sure. Then on top of that, you can go and get two and a half billion dollars if you needed to go get Factual. it. <laughs> Jay-Z is 100% going to end up owning an NFL team. Absolutely. Like, he's literally... The- if you don't think... If you don't even... If, just... Think that that's a possibility. I saw I saw motherfuckers like, no, ain't no way, ain't no NFL way, ain't white motherfuckers. And, and I'm just like, if you don't see the writing on the wall in this yeah. climate, it's the equivalent of Gucci partnering with Tommy Walker, right. which we're going to get into. It's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, no, we're racist as shit for years, but at some point we got to change. It's been a rough couple been a, of years. <laughs> we had a good run with this racist yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we gonna do, baby? We gonna we gonna play some fair ball now. You know what I'm saying? Real tough. At some point, like you have to relent because and pu- it, public sentiment is too visceral against you. NFL ratings are at an all time low the last two seasons because of the fallout from the Colin Kaepernick se- uh, situation and how poorly they handled that, and the fact that it was an obvious blackball to get him no, out the league and the, shut him the, the fuck NFL up. The NFL straight came around to straight being like, "Oh no, Colin was right." Like, like literally, watch that happen. It wasn't but three seasons. <laughs> Goodell and them came yeah. around and was like, nah, he, he was right. Yeah, like it was like the Dave Chappelle shit was like, apparently uh, the police been killing niggers like hotcakes. Yeah. Like, it's like, I was trying to tell y'all that this was going to happen when it was a few incidents. Right. It took Philando Castile, George Floyd, it took all these situations back to back to back to back to back for them to be like, 
oh shit, we do have a law enforcement problem. Like I, I know at at times, and this is where we just are so weird in society because I, I have people that dead ass will be like, yeah, you hate Hove, and I'll be like, no, you know what I'm saying? That is not the case. Yeah. That is not a fact. Don't tell him I, that I like the man. <laughs> I like the man a lot. I would like to come to Rock Nation. R- r- please, <laughs> you know what I'm I, I think Nas is a better rapper. Nas is my favorite rapper ever. Right. So people in this weird climate we're in, you can't like something. Yeah, it's adversarial. It's right. everybody versus everybody. Literally, I, I, I've had people go as far as mentioning the water that we drink on this show. <laughs> and being like, yeah, I see y'all, y- y'all drinking this now. What, what y'all don't fuck with? The-? And it'd be like, I ain't with two for four. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I drink all this shit. Only, only one I don't drink no more is uh, is the one with start with an E because uh, we tried to get a sponsorship deal with them and they didn't respond. Yeah, fuck, <laughs> fuck them. You know what I'm saying? And it's like a, the, the points is too heavy. Right. I can't drink the shit. But no, it's like the, it, it, it everything has this adversarial nature to it. And it's yeah. like, no, it's not that. I think Nas is a, and Biggie are better rappers. But I love Jay's rap. I listen to every fucking thing Jay puts out, and I like a lot of shit. Yeah. I can honestly be like, there was a decline in the shit that he was doing and the rap schemes that he was using and shit because he right. started getting more money and just became one of I'm going to just talk about my wealth and my, yeah, my, my art. And my art. <laughs> so, yeah. But at the end of the day, I think Jay is one of the smartest people to ever exist. Hands He's down. brilliant. He literally has reached a point where he doesn't do anything that's not a... Like, if Jay walked down this side of the street... Something's going on on that side of the show. He knows something. No, it'd be squirrels. <laughs> something. Like, everything is calculated. So when Jay, I, and I, I, I did, I think I got a tweet where when he signed on to do the shit with the, uh, with the NFL for the halftime shit, I remember tweeting. I'm going to go pull it up. I was like, there's something more to this, and Jay's gonna, sure. Jay's gonna be involved with some other way. He fuck around and be a owner. I might. I swear to God, I might have. Yeah, Jay. That. Jay literally fell on the sword for a multi-billion-dollar organization, and that price comes at a greater cost to them than it does to him. Right. Because right. he don't lose at nothing. And he's even when he takes a blatant L, he will spin it into a victory. And for him to literally fall on the sword to where even like his most vehement supporters, which is the black community, is like, you want some nut shit. He had to wear that for the better part of a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And the payoff is going to be far greater than the slander that he took because Jay has a Teflon image and he don't play that shit. The thing about it is like with Robert Smith, remember he, I think he was trying to buy the Vikings. The Vikings, man, they dug up all types of shit out there. But here's the difference in that. You go get 10 niggas right now from anywhere you want to get them from in the city, North, South, West, CFCF, SEPTA, goddamn, at the Glenn ta- Mills, at the you fucking, study center. At, at the taco truck down Seventh <laughs> Street, wherever the fuck you can go find ten niggas at. You ask them, who was the black guy who tried to buy an NFL team? What NFL team did he try to buy? And what was the reason that he couldn't buy it? I guarantee you, none of them know all three of those. No fuck no. If Jay Z tries to buy the Minnesota Vikings and doesn't get a chance to buy the Minnesota Vikings because they bring up when he was running around with fucking Emory and. That, that shit's going to be global nigga yeah. news. Yep. You understand what I'm saying? Because he holds a different, there's a different allure factor to exactly. him than there is to Robert Smith. When the fucking. Uh, and that's why, I'm not, not but that's no. why I feel like he's going to get the opportunity yeah. where a lot of other blacks who might even have more money when might the, not when get When the LVMH shit. shit broke uh, two weeks ago, 
I saw Jay on a news channel I never even heard of before, <laughs> like talking, yeah. like having a press conference. And I'm just like, the fuck, like from his crib in Malibu. And I'm just like, yo, like this motherfucker got a different level of access. Like mm-hmm. he's on the Business Insider show talking about his deal. He does real business. You just made me think about it. So I, I went to Lifetime last two weeks, which is like a real fancy gym. Okay. It's out Fort Washington. So my man Tat go there. I used to work at Fort Washington. Shout out Fort Washington. Yeah, all the dealerships are ready, like the Benz, the Beamer, the, mm-hmm. G- the Audi. They're all ready across the street. The gym is phenomenal, though. It's a really nice gym. I'm not going to say their name because... Did I say their name? You said the name already. You said Lifetime. You said it twice, actually. Fuck. <laughs> they don't spot shit. <laughs> but anyway, I went there. And I one thing I noticed is just how things are given to certain demographics yes in life point example i've gone to planet fitness at island avenue i've gone to planet fitness on 52nd street right inner city neighborhoods primarily all black you know what i'm saying you might see a couple whites a couple dwights (laughs) a couple asians but primarily these are black Inner city neighborhoods, Island right. Avenue being Southwest, 52nd and Parkside being, being West Philly. Yeah. The TVs that are on in the gym, you know what's on on them TVs? Family Feud. You know what I'm saying? Sports Center. Not, yeah, Sports Center, Family Feud, fucking uh, videos. Family mu- Matters reruns. Music videos <laughs> are playing. So I go to Edge out media. Okay. Little bit different level of, of life and shit, different demographic. You know what's on the, the the televisions that are on at like the bar and shit CNN. like that? It's like CNN, Sports Center, you know, shit like the Weather Channel, shit like that. I go to Lifetime out Fort Washington. You know what's on the TVs around the gym? All business. Shit. CNBC, stock market, and I'm I mad swear money. To, mad, and and I said it to Ted the and Ted was like. Yo, I really never paid attention. I'm like, this shit don't be on none of the TVs no. at fucking Planet Fitnesses or, and, and vice versa. You go to Planet Fitness or or you come in here, if they hauled off and took all of this shit off these TVs and put up Wale Nike boots video, you, you know what I'm saying? They burn his <laughs> <right now>. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, listen, I'm no racist, but like, what the fuck is this shit? Red <laughs> black cousins. This shit is some bullshit. Like, what the fuck is this? You see what I'm saying? And that to me is just like nuts at how things are just given to different yeah. yeah, so to where you really don't have a shot if you in the right situation. Yeah. It's nuts. They gonna keep you entertained, but they're not gonna teach you nothing. You just made me think about that. I, the other day I mentioned it, and he was just like, he looked around and was like, yo, you not lying. He was like, damn, I'm like, dog, like all like no bullshit where the free weights was at, <laughs> every TV was they they got one TV where it's not even a network. It's just like the actual reader from like the NYSE. Right. I'm just like, yeah, what? motherfuckers got to stay updated. Th- th- it's crazy yeah. as shit. And I- I'm just like, damn, like placement is wild. Yeah, placement is really a whole thing. That's we could. That's a conversation. Yeah, there was a phrase that we always used to have in business where it's like, you don't know what you don't know. And if you don't go to these other places, you don't know that you're not being fed. There's other shit that they could be feeding you, even subliminally while you're working out. Subliminally. Subliminally. (laughs) (laughs) Under the radar. You know what I'm saying? But no, it's it's crazy though, because it's like, I just looking at the the way shit is shown on the TV in the inner city to the outskirts of the city, 
to a whole different fucking, you know, area. Yeah. It's just so I can only imagine what gets shown on TVs in places like, you know, the Upper East Side or Beverly Hills. Yeah. Or Dubai. Yeah, it, it just Yeah, they ain't keeping up with the Kardashians. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> they don't give a damn about the family coming back in the third round of family feud. <laughs> you know, like they don't care. So, but no, I definitely think Jay is is brilliant. And I definitely do think he's on his way to owning the NFL team. Yeah. If you don't at least think that there's something wrong. If you you can't see that far ahead. If you just completely shutting it down like there's no way this is going to happen, that means you just ignored the last three, four years of what the fuck has transpired around him and what he's doing. Like that means that you was just watching Family Feud the last three years in a row. You was watching watching Nike boots. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You was watching Nike boots and not paying attention. So... But uh, you got anything else? Nah, man. uh, Episode 139, I think it's a wrap. Uh, Make sure y'all check us out on YouTube later on this week when the YouTube show drops. My birthday party this weekend in Atlanta. If you're in the A, pull up on me. Tickets available, Casino Weekend 2021, ATL.com. Or you could DM me for more information. I'll send you a direct link. Uh, That's pretty much it, man. Shout out to our sponsors, Beer Etiquette Company, man. They gave us all this cool stuff. And uh, they'll be back again with us here next week. We got all these cool products, man. We appreciate the support, all the listenership, man. If you want a Patreon, a uh, make sure that you uh, get on there tomorrow. We're going to have a new uh, audio episode up for y'all on Patreon. Patreon.com backslash official TRPE, man.